Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How's it going, everybody? Last night, we had a scheduling error, and uh, the show ended up getting canceled, but it's all right, because it's uh, Lydia's birthday, so she got the night off. Happy I birthday. Did. Thank Happy you, birthday, guys. Lydia. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. My coworkers threw me a party. This is my favorite gift that I got. It's by Ibram X. Kendi. And it's a good Jason one. Reynolds. It's called yeah. Stamped for Kids, and I'm going to read it and get back to you guys. Yeah, it's it's anti-racism for children. That's right, because, yeah. Because there's not enough critical race applied principles in our mm-hmm. schools, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's a good thing that Ibram is, has written a book for children. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know... That's a it's, it's an important thing. We should. It's like communist for kids, where you spell it with a K, right? Yeah, it's really cute. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm surprised they're not uh, publishing the manifesto with pop up book versions yet. Yeah, honestly, we'll it'll be augmented reality. Based. Yeah, yeah. Good. but I know, Liz. I know you want to have kids and whatnot. It'll be good for you to have that book in your arsenal for. Yeah, it. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to go through it and like make notes and everything. Yeah, will be good. Good for you. Yeah, Suck it up, Seamus. <gasps> what? Oh, what? Whoa. I want to defund <laughs> the police and then spend seventy thousand dollars on private security for myself. I'm going to do it, and I'll spend two hundred thousand dollars if i have to you know why because i'm important because i'm doing the hard work i'm the one and the only one who can save these people what stage of capitalism is this are you kidding okay. they're defunding now, the police in paying tens now, of thousands now, now, for their own private security shameless shameless yeah my, my theatrics may have been only slightly you actually slightly i thought you were serious <laughs> that is almost a verbatim quote from cory bush she yeah. is a progressive she was sleeping on the steps at the capitol because of the mm-hmm. eviction moratorium but she actually went on this tirade where she was like i'm doing the work I and i have threats so i will spend up to two hundred thousand dollars if i have to and no one else has ever had their life threatened besides an elected official who could afford <laughs> private security it's true. so awesome with campaign Great. funds i'm glad she's defunding the police is, isn't she part of the squad isn't she one of these social Here's this really I don't know if she's a socialist. I don't know if she's a socialist. All right. Yeah, but well, she's a squad member. And but here's the thing. Well, I want to educate her because I don't know if you know this, but I'm a socialist, Tim. Are you? And yes. Good. I think that it's wrong that the ultra-wealthy should be the only people with access to security. (laughs) I believe we should universalize security by having people's taxes fund like security guards, but for the whole public. So you're saying universal private security? Universal private security. A (laughs) single-payer private security system. And I think some of these these sock dems and socialists might be interested in something like that. I like that. I don't know. It's a hard sell. You know they're 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 very much so about only the wealthy getting, should uh, so only the wealthy should have security, Tim. Apparently that's their plan. But, oh no 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 no, Seamus, you you misunderstand. <laughs> they're staunch defenders of the Second Amendment. Oh no, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Of course, they're average evidence. Now, of course, I'm being a little bit silly here. Private security is one of the things, or I shouldn't say private security, but security is one of the things that it's reasonable for the state to provide. So we don't call that socialism. But it's funny to me how the government's supposed to fund everything except for the basic things that it actually is supposed to fund, like the police. We got this story. We got a bunch of other stories. Israel is now moving to three COVID shots. Three. Three. Yeah. A third they, one? They, yeah. There's some, there's some breaking news. I haven't been, I haven't been able to verify yet. There's a, uh, I don't speak Hebrew. And there's a report that came out from Israel's Channel 13. I could not verify the translation because I, oh, I've, I've only just seen it. It came out earlier today. He only just started Hebrew school. But, yeah. but yeah. I can tell you that there's a, a report saying that the, the infection rates are going way, way up in Israel. Hospitalizations are way up. 
and they're contemplating another hard lockdown. But they're going to try a third COVID shot to see if that works. And now Dr. Fauci has said they are rushing for approval for a third shot for those that are uh, immunocompromised or weakened. So you look, based on that, based on Joe Biden's illegal eviction moratorium that he put into place in the Supreme Court said you can't do it. Yeah, I think whether or not there's going to be another lockdown, the rule of law was just smacked with a sledgehammer. Supreme Court's like, you do not have the authority to demand people give their property to somebody else. And Joe Biden went, I'm going to do it anyway. And then he did. <laughs> exactly. and so that's where we are. Was there like a property tax moratorium? Uh, are these these uh, landlords who own property no longer required to fulfill their obligation to give bro, the government bro. money? Or Don't say landlord. Say retiree. Say retiree. Yeah, yeah, honestly. The, the, the 60-year-olds who, who put their, their retirement funds mm-hmm. into like a two-flat and rent out a portion of it, and that's yeah. their retirement. Yeah, those are the people getting hit by this. Yeah, well, so, that's the thing. Like, landlord has become this political cuss word, but most landlords are not uber wealthy people. You know, they're in the middle, true. they're middle class or they're retirees. This is a way they supplement their income or try to make a living for themselves. Fixed income. Yeah. So we're going to talk about all that. Obviously, Seamus is here. He's talking yes, about Seamus stuff. Yes, I am. Seamus, Freedom Tunes. I run this channel called Freedom Tunes, T-O-O-N-S, YouTube.com slash Freedom Tunes. We're going to be uploading a cartoon tomorrow about good old Dr. Fauci, as a matter of fact. So if you want to check that out. Droplets. <laughs> if you want to go over there and check that uh, subscribe and check that out tomorrow this is the most martial of laws i've ever experienced in the united states 40 years or something i've never seen it to the point where it's just they just override the supreme court and it's kind of weird and i know that like they did during the spanish flu you know like t- during times of disease has been a notable time for governments to take martial law action but it's, i wasn't it was, expecting it it, it was different it was different back when you had sort of a consensus when you had culture and community and everyone kind of agreed right now you have now, the internet and all this different conflicting data and it's driving people crazy and making people second guess things it's really a weird time well and also i don't know if i'm gonna get in trouble for saying this but this is not exactly the same as the spanish flu in terms of deadliness as far as we can tell yeah a lot of well, that was the, sanitary and well, and, they well, didn't have a lot of the spanish we have now the spanish flu is almost the exact reverse because it caused your immune system to turn on your body so younger people with healthier immune systems were more likely oh, to die of it and in this case covid i think it's something like 80 percent of covid deaths are people above the age of 65 so it's, it's just it's, it's much more here. likely it's much more likely to affect the elderly whereas the spanish flu is much more likely to affect uh, younger healthier people i think and, and, and to clarify too i think the booster shots in israel are for people over 60 mm-hmm. oh yeah. interesting oh. but uh, we got lydia pressing buttons. i am here in the corner pushing buttons it is in fact my birthday thank you guys for joining me on my birthday it's a wonderful birthday happy and I appreciate birthday everyone in my life so, we hit uh, a pinata earlier. Yeah, uh, Seamus freaking destroyed that pinata. <laughs> Got a bunch of candy. Pinata, it, was, it was really, really fun. I appreciate yeah. that. Cool. I missed that. Ah, what'd, you hit, what'd you hit it with? A bat. He murdered. There are some of those I just around. put my dukes up, you dude, and they blindfolded me. <laughs> and I started swinging, and I broke it. They're like, you broke the pinata. I was like, pinata? Like, I <laughs> did you go on the trampoline? I did not. No, I haven't checked it out yet. It's really big. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to get access to exclusive members-only segments from the TimCast IRL podcast, as well as an ad-free experience, and you'll be supporting our fierce and independent journalists. That's right. I'll slow down a little bit. That was good, though. That was yeah, very yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I think I'm going to go do yeah, it. Like the Micro Machines guy. I, could do, I should do those Radiohead commercials. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like... <laughs> <laughs> go to TimCast.com, become a member, and you will support our work. Um, we got some two new shows. We got the D&D show. We got the Mystery Show. Mm. And we're also launching a nonprofit to do fact-checking. I talked about this like a year ago, where we're going to sample, take a random sampling of articles from a website from, like three, from the past three months, and then do a journalistic ethics check, and then give them a score like X out of 100. So it'll be really interesting to see, like, New York Times yeah, like getting, that. like, a 60 out of 100 or something. <laughs> and then, like, HuffPost will get, like, a 3 out of yeah. 100. I'm not, I'm not even kidding because Definitely. they don't – they don't. all their pieces are opinion pieces, mm-hmm. and they don't label, label them as opinion, opinion, which means they'll probably get a 0 out of 100. No joke. 
You got to put opinion on an opinion piece. It's one of the standard journalistic ethics. So anyway, go to teamguest.com, sign up, smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and let's talk about what's happening with good old Cory Bush. My friends, welcome to the show. Suck it up. Cory Bush defends hiring private security guards while demanding America defund police. This is brilliant. She said, I'm going to make sure that I have security because I know I, man, I could just emphasize all the eyes, <laughs> have had yeah, attempts like on my life or something. and I, I have to have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to allow that. Wow. That is someone who should on. just not be given any more power in any other context <laughs> for the rest of their life. Like they have already fallen into the perfect totalitarian mindset. I'm more important than the average person. So a different set of rules should apply to me. Check it out. In her one sentence, she says, I'm going to make sure that I have security because I know I had attempts on my life and I have too much, too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to a seven in one seven. sentence. Wow. Incredible. That is really wow. fantastic. Good for yeah. her. And I'm someone who says I a lot as well. <laughs> but I'm impressed. You the Timcast IRL. It's in oh, the I name. Yeah, it's in the yeah. name. That's That's right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, so if I end up spending $200,000, if I spend 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work she had it, so suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets. Okay, to be fair, she said we in that sentence. Well, she hmm. said we, so that means she's a woman of the people, I'm convinced. Yeah, I'm, I'm sold. I know we. comes out, yeah. This is, I mean, it's the perfect example of moral licensing, right? I, can, can, can anybody question the squad on their stance on guns? I think it's a really important thing because the yeah. left, like like real leftists, they like they guns. They like guns, mm. yes. Yeah, yeah. And so their support base are progressives. What will the progressives think? Like, where are they at on this one? I don't think anyone's ever been like, Ocasio oh, Cortez, how do you feel about guns? Well, here's the thing. I mean, gun control is a losing issue for the left. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of their base is very much in favor of guns and would be against the gun restrictions that the more moderate Democrats tend to push for. I think it's establishment Democrats that are anti-gun. Yes, exactly. Leftists are pro-gun. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a good portion of, like, union Democrat, Democrat mm-hmm. like, working guys, yeah, if pro-gun. they still exist, yeah. probably There are pro-gun. some. No, I know some. Yeah. And the days of uh, ballistic fabrication have, have evolved. I mean, you can you can 3D print weaponry now that couldn't didn't exist 20 years ago. The, the whole idea of, of legislating illegality to something that people can do in their house mm-hmm. in Not secrecy only. is insane. I don't know. I mean, like, you can make meth in your house in secrecy. I mean, I guess... I, and I'm like, to, yeah. <laughs> like no, it's possible. I was like... The, Physically, the, the drug, but not legally. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's that's my point. I mean, but then it, the drug war has been a failure. But like, clearly, we can legislate things you can make in your house. But I agree, it makes it a lot more difficult, and it's going to be a massive uphill battle for the people who want to regulate guns. Not only because, as you said, you can make these things in your house, and the technology is improving, but because the vast majority of the public isn't on board with that agenda. Did you ever hear about that guy who made a radio radiation death ray in his garage? And he, like, irradiated his whole neighborhood. And so the government found out because they were getting this crazy, like, really intense (laughs) reading. And he had taken a bunch of common, like, radioactive materials because they exist all over the place. And he, like, made a big cluster Mm -hmm. of it. And then he put it in, like, I I, I could be I could be getting the story wrong. So someone fact me because I just read it on the Internet somewhere. But he created, like, a lead casing with a hole. And then he put all of this radioactive material in it. And it focused the radiation out of it. And so apparently they came and like shut him down. He got offered a job, then kept doing illegal stuff with radiation. It was like covered in lesions. So they like oh kicked him wow. out of whatever it is they were doing. <laughs> I was just thinking. I, I, just real quick. I, I bring that up because of what you, your point was. Like that self, like home fabrication of things, it literally happens. But the, the, the reason I brought up 2A in the first place in the context of the squad is Cory Bush says defund the police. All right. And many of the leftists have said straight up abolish the police. Now, here's the problem I have with their view on this is that 
They want private security for themselves. Yes. They don't want you to have guns, Mm -hmm. and they want to take away your police. That is anarcho-tyranny to the most extreme degree. (laughs) My position is abolish the police and give everyone guns Mm -hmm. by mandate. I was just thinking, like, if you you establish a global Second Amendment, um, like, how often do civilians from one country ever get charged with attacking another country? It's like... In the last 400 that, years. There was that guy in San Francisco who shot that woman. So like, but I mean like military, like military escapades. In the last 400 years, I can't really pick like a citizen attack on another country. It's always the government. So if these citizens Never were really. armed, we would probably see a lot less war. You know, here's I mean, the, here's, but, here's, but, but arming the citizens doesn't necessarily mean you get rid of the military in that country. Right. You'd still have a military, but yeah. you'd also have an armed citizenry on both sides. So the, Oh, and I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, my, my view of it is like, uh, uh, so I've, I've been saying abolish the police just because I see, I see what's going on with, you know, the Metro police in DC and the Capitol police. What happened with that guy in his own home getting arrested? What happened in Seattle with the cops actually defending Antifa? And I'm like, dude, call their bluff, call them out, say just, okay, people should have a right to defend themselves. And if, you know, if, if cops aren't gonna, aren't gonna do it right. But my view is, uh, uh, give everybody guns, right? Second Amendment, you have a right to keep and bear arms. Okay, then if we're going to have universal health care, we're going to have uni- universal guns as well. But I'll put it really, really simply. I don't see people in their cars just like randomly like crashing into houses and like hit slamming the gas and slamming into old ladies or anything like that. How, how is it that people have access to this very powerful machine that can just hit somebody and they don't? Mm-hmm. They don't. I, I, I kind of think people don't want to kill other people for the most part. Yeah. I mean, look, there are a lot of traffic fatalities, and you also have a lot of accidental gun deaths. But generally speaking, people aren't going out and killing each other. Now, before 2020, violent crime was on a downward trend. So we could say something like that and have data to back us up more strongly. But unfortunately, because of the summer of rage, as they call it, crime rates have more or less biked again. And we'll see how long they stay up for, whether they decline. Uh, I'm sure they will, but who knows? Maybe things actually just get worse, and this, then this, we can't make the case that people well, will be peaceful with their guns, but they'll still need them to protect themselves. This, this is my position on, on cops right now. I mean, you look at what happens with, with uh, Chauvin. He gets arrested and charged. Mm-hmm. That, that that Kim woman, that Kim Potter, and she gets yeah. arrested and charged. And I'm like, if, if everything is going to be beholden to the far left, the last thing we need is a police force to enforce the whims of the far left. Sorry. So, you know, when Cori Bush comes out and she's like, we're going to defund the police, I'm like, better do it now before they take more control in government and then start using the cops against mm-hmm. Regular working class people. I don't know. The, the, um, we got to clarify, like, what does that mean? Defund yeah. the police? Because I know when Vosh was on the show a couple nights ago, he immediately thought the anarcho uh, version of it, which is completely remove the funding, mm-hmm. so so abolish right. basically. He also said it hadn't happened, mm. and I was like, I, there was a report last year. It was like two hundred and sixty-five departments had like their budgets slashed by substantial numbers. I think New digits. York slashed a billion, right? A billion. So yeah. that's a, that's a defunding, not an abolishment. I mean, look, I believe law and order is very important. On the one hand, on the other hand. I think there maybe is something to allowing these left-wing cities to engage in some self-sabotage and see how that goes for them, and maybe that corrects some of the bad thinking. Ultimately, I would leave it up more to local uh, governments and regions to determine what their police force should look like. And you know what? I'll clarify this, too. I didn't say abo- abolish the sheriffs mm-hmm. yeah. or, you know, or troopers. Mm. I'm talking about these big cities where things are, like, run by Democrats, and then the Democrats complain about their own mistakes. I'm like, okay, I don't live there. You know, when you have a baby or a child that's like, don't touch the hot stove, kid. And then the kid's like, uh, uh, and wants to do it. And you're like, what are you going to do? Eventually, you got to let him live his life. If he touches the stove, he burns his finger and he realizes I shouldn't do that again. You can't spend your whole life keeping the kid out of the kitchen. So in a way, maybe we should let these cities rip their police departments apart. I, I, I think if that's what they want, if that's who they vote for, then either 
Here's, here's the way I see it, right? Like I mentioned, first and foremost, I look at what happened when there was like a bunch of right-wing dudes in Portland or whatever, and the cops started beating them up. Yeah. Then there, then, then you've got, obviously, the, 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 the Capitol Police crying and saying Trump's racist and all that stuff. And then you see the guy in Milwaukee who gets arrested for after people were at his house threatening his own house. Yes. Now, that, that you know, right, right under the surface, it's like, okay, there's clearly an issue there. But the other, there's another two issues that I think are important. If the Democrats come out and say they want to abolish or defund their police, I'm like, first of all, I don't live there and I'm more libertarian. So I say, well, then they can run their community as they see fit within reason. Maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. Huh? It'll be a utopia with no police. (laughs) (laughs) Highly doubt it. Well, hey, and maybe they're wrong. And then maybe regular people in these cities will be like, wow, we shouldn't have voted for those people. I think a lot of those people will leave, though, to be honest. It's already <laughs> happening. A lot of people are leaving the cities. The property values are decreasing. I mean, Chicago has been shrinking. That's my point of reference. Yeah. Everyone's crossing the border over to Indiana because they want to live somewhere that's sensibly run, and they want to vote for policies which are not sensible so they can destroy they, the way they did the place they just came from. Well, to be honest, there's a lot of places in Indiana that have already been destroyed. And that, that's they fair. Can. That's very fair. Yeah, yeah, you go over to Gary and it's like... Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. For those that aren't familiar, Gary is like... The armpit of America? Gary, is that what they call Gary, it? I think, so, I think yeah. Gary, Illinois, so or mean, Gary, Indiana, and Englewood in Chicago like go back and forth for murder capital. Oh, wow. So they're oh Gary, really? Gary's yes. like heavily Baltimore. industrialized, isn't it? It's like the industrial zone of no, Chicago. No, it's apocalyptic, bro. It was. Yeah, Dude, Gary, it's, it's, was a long time ago. Like the they 80s. had a steel industry, and then it all I, left. Oh, Before oh. the eighties, I'd say. Last time I went to Gary, it was crazy because you'd go to like a, a, a block, like a residential block, mm-hmm. and every fourth house was a house, and in between it was just abandoned, falling apart, mm-hmm. wow. chaos. And it was really weird to see like a regular house sitting right there, with like a car, and then like everything destroyed next to it. Yeah. You walk down the street, and there's a school, mm. windows blown out, wow. whole the craziest thing, man. The school, there's like records of the the children who went there in the '60s, just everywhere. You could walk up, pick up someone's file, find their name. Wow. You and know there what were buildings Ian? like that all over the place. Actually, so what happened was the police went in and just started breaking windows and destroying houses, and mm. it was all because it was hunting just the people cops. down. Yeah, exactly. That's right. But yeah. the police were, were responsible. And then and and, and, the and, and, then, people, and then they defunded the police, and now Gary doesn't have many police and it's going great it's paradise. Yeah, it's, <laughs> awesome. a, it's a interesting phenomenon in the united states all these like ghost town type these rubber boom like that akron. is very interesting i was born in akron in ohio oh. and it's a rubber boom city after a good year was formed there in the 50s and 40s mm. and then uh when the rubber boom stopped it, it became a ghost town but mm. not like gary gary had akron didn't have chicago right next door so gary's like the beat up mm-hmm. aftermath of a ghost town yeah I find it fascinating. There's, there's all these different cities. There's another report that found Democrats in all of these cities that had defunded police were hiring massive private security. Oh, interesting. I, this, this, is, okay. this is what it was like when I was growing up in Chicago. I remember my dad used to say that these these politicians in Chicago would always vote for more gun restrictions. And then have private security guards with guns. Exactly. They Amen. can have guns. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can have a gun to protect myself. I'll have a private security force to protect my family. But those stupid peasants out there, let them have five-round magazines. Yep. If they can have a gun at all. Yeah. What does she think, Cori Bush, think is the point? What does she want to do? Defund the police. What does she mean? Like get like social workers to go on calls of domestic abuse? And Yes. She said social. What what, what did she say? Social safety nets. Does she understand that like domestic abuse is some of the most dangerous situations a human can can walk into? Two enraged people in the middle of a fight. Mm Mm-hmm. 
well, I don't know about two enraged people. Often you get, you'll get like a dude abusing a woman. It, it is true that women abuse men as well, but it's disproportionately men abusing women. Right. And that's why I'm like, ladies, you need to have proper training and firearms, man. And all, dude, I heard this. I used to live next door to this couple and I could hear them through the walls and, and they were, they would fight a lot. And one night I heard the guy come home and then I heard the girl like, meh, 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 meh. And the guy was like, meh. And she was like, Meh, meh, meh. And the guy was like, meh, meh. And she, she enraged the guy. And then the guy started beating her. And I called the cops. But like, she, she instigated it. It was crazy how domestic abuse is like this six, can, can be a six cycle that both well, people become like used to. Well, look, you, I can call you a bunch of dirty names. That doesn't mean you should take No, this, he was this. in the wrong. I called the cops on him for, right, for right, attacking. Right, right. And, and you're right. You're right. Police show up to that. And that's some of the most dangerous stuff they could encounter. Here's a, a guy, he's attacking somebody. You don't know what's going on. And sometimes the guy's innocent even. Mm. There's like a lot of these stories are kind of scary too. I think it's disproportionate, but there are stories where it's like the woman calls the cops on the guy and the guy didn't do anything and the cops come and arrest the guy. It's a tough job, man. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, there's no two mm. words about it. And what do you do? Do we just say like both the man and the woman should be armed and then when the fight breaks out, they shoot each other? No, obviously mm. not. That's why when I talk about the police, I think the police are important. I think they do a hard job. I think they do uh, a, a mostly good job. And I think it's 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 uh, 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 fairly thankless in a lot of ways because people don't like getting tickets. They don't like getting tickets. They don't got it. They don't like being told no. And then they get pulled over and they're like, "You singled me out!" And they're all angry. And it's like, well, you know, man, don't you know, speed or whatever. The issue right now is just it's it's way too hot politically, and the cultural institutions being controlled by leftist ideologues. I'm like, I'll tell you what's going to happen, man, because we've already seen it, and I've already said it 50 million times. They're going to, you know, they're going to shut to your house. They're going to take away your guns. They're going to serve you a red flag warrant. They're going to arrest you for defending yourself. And they're going to let the extremists smash up windows and do whatever they want. So I'm like, I like sheriffs tend to do a good job. There's some bad stories about sheriffs. But if these big cities don't want their cops, I'm going to advocate for that. My my feeling is that it's going to be either socialized police, like what we kind of have now, federalized police or private police, that it will be one of those three, if not a mixture of all three, which we kind of have now. So I'm afraid that if we defund police, socialized police, that we're going to have an influx of either federal or private. Yep. And that's that's terrifying. I'd rather have local. Yes. Well, that's what AOC said when asked, like, what, what, what would you be looking for? Mm-hmm. And she said, we want it to be more like the suburbs. Well, that's a good point. Let's bring it back to the days of officer friendly, right? What How does about she that? mean by that? I guess she's saying that like in the suburbs, the cop will pull you over and be like, how's it going there, Ian? Good day. You are speeding again. And then you're going to be like, I'm sorry, Officer Smith. And like, well, you slow down there, son. And then he, mm-hmm. and then he leaves and they everyone's knew like. My dad was a fireman. They knew my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, you're Crossland's kid? White privilege. Get out of here. White privilege. Here's a warning. <laughs> One time I got a warning. Yeah, that was, well, it was fireman privilege. Fireman privilege. I'm not quite kidding. Saying, City yeah. worker privilege. <laughs> Check out, I want to, I want to, I want to pull up this, uh, we got this, this story. Oh yeah, this is a great story. <laughs> I, lo- I love that we, that, that our guys wrote this for timcast.com. That's a great picture. Liberal utopia. San Francisco woman seen holding AK-47 from passenger window of speeding car. Ooh. It's amazing. Uh, there, there's the photo. It's a lady hanging out the window. I guess she got arrested. Um, my understanding is it's not an AK-47. Someone mentioned it's uh, 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 was it an AKM-74 or something like that. Mm. I don't know for sure, but she uh, has terrible trigger tr- terrible trigger discipline. She's ready, man. Yeah. Too so, ready. so, but this brings up an interesting issue. I was thinking about uh, you know universal guns and stuff mm. like that. If you're driving your car erratically, like I think the cop can pull you over and say get out of the car, like you're driving erratically, like if you're driving drunk. 
if you are brandishing a weapon out of the side of a vehicle, like, I don't think it's a violation of your Second Amendment if a cop's like, <laughs> I'm taking that away from you. More importantly, with their finger on the trigger. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Should you bust people just for that? You think if someone's walking around carrying and then they have their bad trigger discipline, like she's holding the gun, it looks like I I don't, I don't, I don't think she was intending on shooting anybody. I'm not sure, but she's holding it like low ready, basically with her finger on the trigger. Yeah, I think she should have that taken away, and you know, she's the passenger. Yeah, yeah, hanging hanging out of the window. But this (laughs) San Francisco dude, (laughs) things are going well over there. So I was I was really curious though, um, and I don't know if we read this in the article, but was this part of like a gang war or something? Going no, on? I think she was just driving. Kind of doing. It was a thing? speed event with a gun. Yeah, it was what? funny because a lot of what? comments were like, "Man, she's so dumb," but that photo is awesome. That's a pretty uh, oh. killer photo. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's not awesome, dude. I I look at this. I got I got to be honest. This lady out, out of a car holding that gun, and I'm not somebody who's got extensive training. Mm. I'm like, it's embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like if I took a photo. So we, we did a photo shoot for um, when, when we, we had forced here for Recoil Mag. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, very careful. Make sure you're telling me how to stand and like how to hold it. Because the last thing I want is to have a photo of me holding it wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she's going to be all over the Internet. And I don't know if she cares, though. She's not like. It seems like since the movies, movies have been invented that people have become desensitized to like the horrors of, of danger in a lot of ways and and like because 150 years ago if that had come out that, that someone was driving around like a psycho screaming with their finger on the trigger of a, of a weapon that would be a huge deal for that city they'd, they'd have to do something about that person but now it's like it's a hero it's an action hero I mean, like there's the, this or the dylan excitement. were the john dillinger days that's like what that? I, was, yeah. I almost didn't say that because there were like what are they bonnie and clyde and like they're old like villains that were kind of looked at like heroes like in they the old still West. are yeah Anti-heroes or I don't know. Billy, yeah, Billy it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, like John Dillinger. You know, yeah. people look back on him with some kind of reverence. It's been like a mad distrust for the state and like a mm, love of yeah. local authority. Yeah. yeah. Well, now San Francisco is just devolving. <laughs> I mean, could this be? You know, it's really funny as we're sitting here laughing, like, haha, she's so dumb, and San Francisco, it's so dumb. Oh, no. Could this be like the beginning of the Wild West days of America, like where it's like the dystopian era is beginning? The the eviction moratorium is totally <laughs> illegal. Biden's just basically blatantly yeah. disregarding all law and precedents in this country in rather extreme ways. To be fair, Obama and Trump did kill American citizens. I think uh, Obama's was a bit more egregious. Trump's was a bit reckless. We've had bad orders from presidents for a long time, but now it's like here at home. You know what I mean? Like when Obama killed... I've got this this mic arm. When when Obama killed those Americans with a drone strike, you know nobody knew it happened and they didn't care. Yeah. And Trump had a, a ordered a, a commando raid, which ended up we believe killing a little girl. So actually, <clears throat> I should say that the, the the Trump thing is not confirmed, though we believe it was the case. Um, people don't see that stuff. Now you've got Joe Biden being like. I'm going to the Supreme Court to see if I can do this thing. And the Supreme Court's like, you can't do this thing. And then he's like, Congress, can you do this thing? And they're like, we can't do this thing. And he goes, I'll do it anyway. The craziest thing is that Joe Biden threatened to arrest people for evicting somebody a year in jail. Under what authority could he do? None. Literally none. Literally, the Supreme Court's like, you can't do it. And he goes, okay, I'll do it anyway. (laughs) The Supreme Court can't do anything to stop it. So when you see that and you see poop all over the streets, I I tell you this, man, this woman riding around with their gun, 
What did you think was going to happen when people know they can break the law with impunity in San Francisco? Mm. They walk. They, that guy walks into Walgreens, right? With yeah. the, or no, I'm sorry. He rides his bike yeah. into Walgreens, <laughs> and then he has a garbage bag, and he fills it up with stuff, and then he rides out, and the security guard doesn't do anything, and Chesa Bowden actually defended the guy. What? What's he? Who's what Chesa Bowden? He's know. the DA. Yeah. He what said he it was something like, oh, he was desperate. You know, and, then he, and he told this story a year ago about how we have to make sure that we don't we don't uh, make unintended consequences happen by arresting these dealers. And they told a story about how one dealer was uh, was trafficked here and had to sell drugs to pay off the dealers who were holding his dad hostage. Jeez. And I'm like, so you're saying this guy comes here and he's selling drugs on our streets and we have to tolerate it because his dad's in danger? Mm. Like, that makes literally no sense. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't want anything bad to happen to his dad. But how is it that we're going to let him deal drugs, pay off the kidnappers and rescue his dad? What are you talking about? Yeah. It's bad to stop. That's San Francisco. This is what you get when you get district attorneys much like Cory Bush, mm. who are like these progressive Democrats who are just like, tear it all down. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I'm thinking about like ancient history and basically the, the totalitarian of human history. If if someone were to go onto like a farmer's land and take three of their goats and then get caught and the farmer's like, why'd you take my goats? And they're like, I had to feed my starving family. They would hang that guy. <laughs> Probably That's not so even a trial. They just yeah. take him and, and, and like put him to death basically for thievery. Uh, and we've gone now we're in such an abundant society that it's like thievery isn't isn't such a big deal maybe it seems like well i feel like we're able to see a lot more of like the 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 extra downsides of theft and robbery because i was learning the other day they are two totally different things um we can now see what robbery does to for example businesses that work in a neighborhood and we can see everything it does to the it like disheartens the people that live there and it makes them want to leave like this lady riding around like it's freaking grand theft auto that's insanity i feel like all we need is a drought for san francisco to look like literal mad max it's in a drought what do you mean well there you go this is mad max it's starting in california california's in a drought You're right it, it, oh my gosh the drought is so bad that they're stopping people from pulling water out of the delta oh my gosh bro i gotta be honest i'm looking at what's going on with the with the eviction moratorium the debt ceiling crisis those are very very big unemployment just yeah. being cranked out till september now you're seeing stuff like this you're seeing more of the defund the police stuff and i'm like it is mad max mm. like it is it is a controlled collapse almost it feels like i mean, I, I, I want you to, to picture this in your heads everybody there's a giant skyscraper and there is a giant Voltron-like Japanese robot punching buildings. And the building is gets knocked over, and Joe Biden, who's 70 feet tall, grabs it. He's got and he's, hairy legs. And he's got hair, very, hair, very hairy legs. And he's holding up the building as it's collapsing, and he's going, come on, man! Oh, but it's man. too heavy, so it's slowly going down. It's going down. And then, um, no, 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 this is not the end. Uh, the, 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 uh, the end of the beginning scene. It's not a good movie. It's, it's the end of the second, ep- second you know, you know how in like sequels that, that are part of trilogies, it's always a cliffhanger? Yeah. yeah. That's it. The cliffhanger is Joe Biden can't lift 
the building back up and he's like, come on! And it goes down. <laughs> and, the, and then the sequel is it just crushes him. And he dies. <laughs> and then it, terrible. So, but, but what I mean apart. is, it feels like the system is falling over and they're trying to hold it. Doesn't just feel like it's him. Yeah, I've I seen it, yeah. Yeah. When you get San Francisco with like people hanging out windows, like speeding and ladies holding a gun, I'm like, well, let's not be frogs boiling What did you think pot. was going to happen? <laughs> What's the difference between thievery and robbery? Uh, I guess the thievery doesn't require oh. any kind of holding somebody yeah. up. You just sneak in and take stuff, whereas robbery requires somebody like cause, threaten some kind of yep. physical oh, harm. Oh, physical cause. harm. Yeah. Ro- robbery would give me your stuff. And that's like still somebody illegal. somebody mugs you. Yeah. So San Francisco, robbery is still illegal, but they're allowing petty thievery. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Everything way, right? under $950, the police basically don't respond to because they're misdemeanors or something like that. And so people can walk what into about, a- What about $200,000 private security forces? Oh. Do you think they'll respond if something worth $950 gets Bro, let me tell you. Let me, let me tell you about private security. Private security will punch a, punch a cop in the face if their client- wants them to or needs them to no no joke they have like lawyers we've, yeah. right we've had people comment in super chat talking mm-hmm. about this but it's true private security they do not care if they have a client it depends it depends but they don't have if, to if, play if, politics if, either if you're hiring a 15 dollar an hour private security guard for yeah, an event for he's sure. gonna be like i don't care he probably doesn't have a gun <laughs> but yeah. like for cory bush she's hired seventy thousand dollars in private security and she's a politician these are the kind of people that are going to tell the cop to, to screw off. Yeah. And the cop's going to try and walk through, and they're going to block him and be like, "We're not going. you're not getting past us. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. They're, now, for millionaires and billionaires, those are the kind of guys who are like, literally would punch a cop in the those face. Those private security the guards will do whatever they want. Yep. And they'll like fly no the guy out of the country if he yep. does something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll get him on a yacht and they'll take him out. Him and, and his uh, family. Like get him, to the, be, get him uh, t- 12 miles out to sea or whatever. Take you to Abu Dhabi. Yep. Set you up in a really nice hotel. Nice suite. The well, police now don't do that. We should defund them. I know, you know, until a police officer does that for me, defund them. Defund all the cops because they don't provide us with that. Because that they won't take me out to international waters after I've committed a crime. Service. What if we yeah. get, like, uh, a police and it was, like, a subscription service? So you get, like, police, police plus, and police gold That's package. where it is. That's where we're headed to. I mean, if everything becomes private security, what other option do we have? People are just going to start hiring private security. Then local communities, they'll band together and go, well, the police have been defunded and we need some way to protect ourselves. The millionaires and billionaires have private security. So why don't we pull together as a neighborhood and hire our own private security force? And then they do. And then we end up in, in Kapistan, which is crazy to me that the the left have become the proponents of that. <laughs> a problem I'm imagining, like, check it out, like, you, 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 someone breaks in your house and, like, they run off. You call the police and, like, you're a regular working class person and the cop shows up and he's like, I see you're using our, uh, our, 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 our uh, basic package uh, for police service. So uh, the person's not you here anymore. You get five bullets. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, five bullets as as the, the perpetrator is no longer here, I think you're safe. And we have fulfilled our requirements under the basic plan. Have a nice day, good sir. Feel free to contact us if you'd ever like to upgrade. Then you get someone who's got like platinum, platinum plus. And the cop shows up, and they show up with a fruit basket. Shoot their like, dog. <laughs> they don't shoot your dog. If you only get the basic yeah, version, the basic they shoot your dog. <laughs> but if you get the premium version, they, like, put him down ethically with, like, a nice injection. Oh but either way, your dog is going to die. Well, you did call us. It is part of the That's package. Part of the package. You shouldn't have called us I if you don't want your dog to you die. You could see, like, a basic package where they'll, they'll, they'll apprehend the guy and then let him go. 
But then there's like the gold package where they apprehend him, and they'll actually take <laughs> him to the courthouse and do the paperwork cage, for yeah. you. For the pr- for the platinum platinum plus, if you're like a millionaire and you spend like twenty grand a month on the police, they, they bring do the guy. Cruel they bring the guy to yes. your house. They bring him into the basement where there's chains over oh, a pipe, snap. and they're like, "Here you go, sir, is part of the platinum platinum plus uh, pro- uh, a bit of DNA for you. <laughs> <Have fun with laughs> that, yeah, uh, got a piece of his hair. Yep, well, yep. He, he's now uh, going to live in your basement. I, I heard Ooh. that private security agents cost. It's the insurance uh, to hire those guys. Because like each person's like a million dollars in insurance to cover, oh, so yeah. you can't. The normal person just cannot afford that. That's stuff. That's what I'm saying. You pull together as an and if people started to come together, because like technically, if you uh, get a, a legal weapon, you are your own private security force. But as soon as you start to to build a force, I think that you become then liable for insurance. Mm. I, 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 you know what? You know what I really do think though. I think if we did abolish the police, it would basically be the end of the U.S. Because yeah. cause it's like you were saying, what would happen is people would either form local militias or local security companies would come in. Now, imagine this. You live in, let's call it like, a, let's call it a hillside, which I'm, I'm sure somebody watching lives in hillside. Let's say there's a hillside neighborhood and, and the police are all disbanded and, and fall apart. And so they say we definitely need a security force, you know, police for our local community. Yep. So they create one. And they all put, they all pitch in money and now they have their local hillside police. Well, next, next to hillside is valley side and they do the same thing. And then one day a kid from hillside gets into a fight with the kid and valley side punches him. The kid goes on, hits his head on a curb and dies. Yeah. The, the hillside kid runs away after the kid dies. And then the, the valley side police are like, we're going to go get him because he, you know, he came in here. Then the hillside police are like, you can't come in here. And then you have feuding neighborhoods as if they are like micro nations. If you get rid of the police, I'm not, uh, I, I, I'm not gonna agree with the ANCAPs on this one. That, that, that's why I said when I talk about abolish the police, it's not for the same reason as a lot of ANCAPs and libertarians, though they have been calling me based for saying it. No, I think what would really happen is you'd have a conflict from regional departments. Mm-hmm. And then what? One police department's like, we gotta go to, um, um, uh, here's a better example. Kid from Hillside goes to Valleyside and steals a $5,000, you know, yeah. uh, item and flees with it. And then the Hillside cops are like, you're not coming in our neighborhood. We don't know. We don't care. And we're not investigating that for whatever reason. And the Valley Side cops are like, we're getting our property back for our patrons. And then what? Then they go in there and they shoot everyone's dog. Gang war, yeah. No they just, they go in there. All, they, everyone wakes up Slide and all the dogs are dead. All the dogs are dead. <laughs> they like sneak. They come in their house, Mission Impossible, from the ceiling, like just to take the dog <laughs> out. take the dog out. <laughs> they targeted hit. That's assuming, too, that these neighborhoods have the same laws. Because then you'd start to get even more granular local mm-hmm. level law. Like, it's okay to steal up to $2,000 in Hillside, but in Valley Side... It's a it's a well, crime. Yeah, it's Dude, okay. They would, to can you know what happened? Look at San Francisco when they said they're not they're not going to prosecute these crimes. People from all over the area are going there to steal. Yep. they're like, hey, freebie. It's what happened in Ferguson. The people who were rioting in Ferguson did not live there. They were smashing windows and stealing stuff. And it's got to be bleeding over from San Francisco into the surrounding neighborhoods and, and cities. Oh, I haven't oh, looked into it. Bar- hold, like hold on, hold on, hold on. Barbara Boxer, oh, yeah. Democrat yeah, senator yeah. from California, got mugged by a child. Okay, a kid. We'll call say kid because he was a young teenager. Like an 18, 17-year-old or something. No, no, no. Like 15, Was it 14, 14 or 15? Was yeah. he like 6 foot, 180 pounds Well, I don't know about crazy. that, but apparently he like pushed her, grabbed her phone. She, I think she, I don't know if she fell over, but then he jumped in a car and she was like, why would you do that to a grandma? And I'm just like, you well, know, there you are know, bad you know, people you need to be protected from. Let me tell you this, man. That's crazy. You ever see, you, have you seen that, that, that purge episode of Rick and Morty? <laughs> yes. You're not, <laughs> the rich people think they're safe in the purge. They will make a world no. they will truly oh, regret. Man, I remember yeah. that. The, yeah. the, the, I, 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 what, what I mean is these elite political class individuals, these Democrats for the most part that want to defund and, and get rid of all these cops. 
I am of the firm belief that when they do that, they will absolutely regret it. Well, 100% when people say things like, why would somebody do something like this? Okay, there are so many reasons, but did you really think they wouldn't? Did you not understand that there were people out there that do those kinds of things and like will hurt people? And She defunded the police for him, though, so that he didn't get... He should have known. He didn't get profiled. Well, but hold on. Was there like a social worker nearby when this happened That's to ask question. him about his feelings probably before he not. mugged her? Yeah, yeah, because then it probably wouldn't have happened. So, so Scott Adams has this theory that Democrats really don't understand human motivation. And well, I'm inclined to agree because Democrats seemed inclined to believe that people aren't going to do bad things to other people. And if anything bad happens to, for example, a minority or person in that community, it's because someone else is doing a terrible thing. So it's like either you believe that everyone's basically good or you think that everyone's basically bad except minorities. I think I generally agree, but my thing with Scott Adams is I just don't take political advice from cartoonists. Well, that's fair. I agree so, with that. Nor should no, 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 you, right, no, no, no. But He's making fun of himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I am a cartoonist. But no, I think that's true. They don't understand human motivation. And if you go to many of the thinkers that were held up by the left or influenced the left to historically like Rousseau who think that humans are fundamentally oh, good um, you, you get into this place where the only way someone could possibly do something bad is if they were engineered by society to commit the wrongdoing mm-hmm. guys I got bad news uh oh uh oh Spiffy's is closed oh, no. I don't even know what it is Spiffy's is closed that's guys that's just news it's getting to me. worse every time you say it this is, this is direct evidence the collapse is here oh, the country Spiffies. has fallen you know what else is messed up the dairy there, so there's this dairy queen in Indiana I used to go to and they don't have dilly bars there anymore Whoa. oh my and god you're telling over you're telling it's me that the west over. isn't collapsing this is Mad Max. check out check out the story uh, from timcast.com diner closed closes fine uh, diner closes fine $400,000 for violating COVID-19 rules uh, clo- oh, wait, what? Diner closes? I think they got a typo in the, in the headline. Copy editor, guys. Oh, what are you, on, what are you Tim doing? Timcast.com. Uh, a, a diner that was fined 400000 for violating COVID has closed permanently. The Washington Eatery was once referred to as the flashpoint for COVID rebellion by local news outlets. They uh, Unfortunately, they shut down. They said mm-hmm. it was due to staffing shortages and food delivery problems, not the fines. Huh. So it wasn't the fines. Interesting. Okay. But, uh, but the, the fine, I'm sure the fines had to contribute something to it. No? Or they were just ignoring them. Yeah. Not well, the okay. Fair enough. But uh, I, I jokingly say, oh, Spiffy is close. It's a 50-year-old diner. Wow. In that D.C. That sucks. 50 yeah, that year, so, so look, this is just one example of all the businesses that we've seen destroyed oh, yeah. because of what's been going on in the economy. And it's fascinating. If you look at civics, their uh, their polling, Democrats right now actually think the economy is good. What? Wait, how could you genuinely think the economy is good right now? I'm confused. Yeah, let's, that's let's, unbelievable. Let's see this article. Now, now here we are not understanding uh, yeah. human motivation. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. How could you <laughs> think this economy is good? It seems like a human. Let thing. me see if I can uh, pull this up. Oh shit! And uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't think it's fair to say necessarily that they're like saying it's the best right now. Thirty-six percent of people in general think that the economy is fairly good. Huh? But hold on, hold on. Let's do it by Democrat only. Oh my. 58% of Democrats think the economy is doing good what? right now. 20% say fairly bad, well, 9% no, unsure, 7 7% say very good. Well, but that because this is that's the kind of economy that they want. <clears throat> Businesses are shutting down, people aren't able to provide services to the public, they're not Does able to keep their door drive? open, but a bunch of people who aren't working are getting money from the government. Look, look, look. To them, that's a good economy. Hold on, hold on. Mm. I I I no, I think I have an answer to this. If you switch to Republican, 40% say very bad, 38% say fairly bad, and 17% say fairly good. Among independent voters, 33% say fairly bad, 29% say very bad, and 29% say fairly good. 
Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what this is. It's people who watch CNN. Yeah. yeah, yeah you're yeah. a Democrat and you're sitting there watching CNN with drool pouring out of your mouth. like, yeah. And they're like, everything is great. The economy's recovered. And you're yeah, like, yeah. it's insanity. It's insanity. Meanwhile, Republicans are like, my 401k is not doing so well. I'm buying gas. I'm out Look of work that. right now. Like, yep. I might be out of work and other people I know might be out of work, but the economy's doing well because the media told me it is. And, you know, we're getting checks from the government right now and that can last forever. And we're going to keep being locked down because variant after variant is going to pop up and they're never going to let us go back to our jobs until we get the seventh and eighth and ninth dose of the vaccine. But no, yeah, things are great. The economy's doing fine. It's this on a rebound. A direct, I think, the res- rebound. Uh, re- it's re- the result of the way that the public school teaches kids zero about economics. I mean, I learned about yeah, money, yeah. dimes and nickels in first grade. And I bet, I think that was the last they ever taught me about economics until college. I had to take an economics course. We, we had banking in, in my school. Oh, we had cool. like minor stuff, but I didn't understand like, um, compound interest. I didn't understand the way that works. That's, Man. if you look at the numbers and you know compound interest, you can see that it's not good. We, right. we had, we had, uh, in second grade, they opened up bank accounts for kids. That's hmm. awesome. Oh, yeah. awesome. We also had, we also had mock, uh, presidential elections. That's like great. They, but I think that might have been a polling thing, like to see what the kids would say. And so like I was I remember being a little kid and they had like one of those old uh, um dot matrix computers and they had everyone in the line and they were like, Pick who you want to be president and I was like, Ralph Perone. No, I'm serious. That's when Sim started being a contrarian. But, but they, gonna put that in a hit piece. Like, no, awesome. for real, for real. I, I guess I, I vaguely remember this. I'm probably getting it wrong because I was probably like I don't know how old I was, six or something Jeez. or seven. And it, because it, what they were trying to do was to see what, what kids would say, and it, and it showed what their parents were thinking. Mm. And so, you know, my parents, I think, voted for Bill Clinton, but for some reason I was like, yeah, Ross Yeah, Perot. I tried to get my dad to vote for Ross Can Perot. I was like, oh, I don't know if he needed to vote for Clinton. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Vote for Perot. Vote for Perot. I couldn't He's vote. got those ears. But um, the economy's on fire. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, we're watching this, this controlled collapse of everything. So, you, so we were just talking about this previously, but you combine this with abolition of police defunding of police you combine this with uh, joe biden defying the supreme court and just threatening people with jail mm-hmm. for not uh, uh uh you know well this is a consequence of having a system where the people who make all of the decisions will still have firearms from their private security when they ban your guns will still have private security when they defund the police will still be getting their paychecks from their corporate donors when they shut the economy down and your business gets destroyed they face absolutely no consequences for making decisions that ruin life for the average american i think we are in a simulation oh why is uh, that because they're just they're like whoever is running it they're like uh increase the difficulty uh, <gasps> are they reacting no Increase the difficulty again. Uh, did they did they start reacting? No. Okay, crank it up to twelve. How many? Twelve. Oh, geez, they're still not doing anything. Like it feels like they're just slowly turning up the knob on the pressure, and people are just like okay with it. Like no, turn the difficulty up, but tell them the economy is doing really good, and see how many of them actually believe that. Well, that's yeah. part of the difficulty. Yeah. I mean, it's like propaganda, telling everything everyone's fine, yeah. but they're saying things like staff shortages, food shortages, gas shortages. And it's 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 becoming impossible to 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 run your business, dude. What mm-hmm. a bungling of this to give people unemployment that they will lose if they take their job back. In a lot of countries, they would just companies that had to let people go for COVID. The government would pay the people that they had let go because they were still working there. And then when they were able to go back, they would just go back to the job. They, and they are, would keep getting paid now by the job again. They are creating an addiction to government. Yeah, now, yes, now people yeah, if they go back to work, they lose their government paycheck. Right. And yes. their government insurance 
you know, it's unemployment insurance, which you get so taxed on for some reason. You're, it's an you're, insurance payout. You're getting the equivalent of 16 bucks an hour not to work. Mm. And you're looking at all these jobs and you're like, but even if I take it, I lose this. Dude, and those I'm going to ride this out. Those people have to pay taxes on that unemployment. And I don't know if they're even planning for that. I mean, how can you when you're living paycheck to paycheck? Yeah. You know what I find remarkable is that when we had Vosh on the show just, you know, uh, two days ago, mm-hmm. he was in favor. He's like, I'm in favor of UBI. Yeah. And I'm like, have you not read the news, good sir? <laughs> Like, you know, with respect, you know, I'm glad he came on and had a good conversation, but I disagree with him. Like, have you not read the news or watched what's going on with be- because we're giving this people money yeah. and you, you, you hear this propaganda, the an- anti-work on Reddit. It's like one of the, you know, what's funny is like Reddit's got a lot of lazy people. I tell you this. Like, <laughs> not Reddit. <laughs> no, not Reddit. No. They're no like, way. we shouldn't have to work. It's <laughs> like, okay, invent replicators. <laughs> and I got no problem yeah, with that. Yeah. Like. You or can sit around and just say, the T, Earl Grey, hot, and then you're not mm-hmm. going to work. But everything else requires work because of, I don't know, the second law of thermodynamics. Mm. But anyway, we're in UBI. This is it. I, I said this. I remember I was, I was mm. hanging out when, when I was on Joe Rogan. He asked me, like, what do you think about UBI? And I, I was like, I think people wouldn't want to work. Mm-hmm. And then you get these leftists saying, like, oh, that's not true. Actually, you know, you know, my favorite question is like, uh, uh, Ian. I mean, no, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry, Seamus. Yes, you're not. Well, you. no. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many people do you know play I the guitar? Answer this one. How many what? How many people do you know play the guitar? Play the guitar? Oh man, that's a good question. I went to an art school, Tim. So you're looking at oh, a disproportionate sample here. Just but probably like, let's say I know five people who play guitar. And uh, how many of them are bad at guitar? Oh man, I don't know. I don't ask my friends to play for me. I'm just like, I'm sure you're great. Oh, like I just don't even. Ask how many? Them. How many do you think no, are like? I think, here's the thing: the only people I know who play guitar are people I know who play because like I've been to their shows and stuff, so they're decent. They're good. So um, most, but I'm sure I most know plenty pe- of people who are bad at guitar. Most people know like everybody plays some kind of instrument to some degree. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, but like a lot of people. And so most most people will be like, oh, I know a few people who play the guitar and, and how many yeah. are bad. I know a few of them are pretty bad. Yeah. Do you think the people who are bad would stop working and try to become famous musicians? Oh, I could see it happening. Yeah. I, I know, I I know some it for a fact. Them, I know especially people. when they're younger. Yeah. I, I, I grew up in Chicago. I knew tons of people mm-hmm. who had well-off parents yeah, who are sure. like, I'm going to make music. And I'm like, bro, you're not good at this. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Like, you just, yeah. you're not going to be a celebrity doing this. And that's the thing about UBI. You give someone money. And to, to not produce. So here's what basically what it basically means. You're giving someone money, which is access to extract from the system. Yes. And then instead yes. of putting anything meaningful back in, they make bad music. Yeah, exactly. Well, so this is interesting because it, you can take it a step further. A lot of people want to have you know a YouTube channel or a Twitch channel. They want to find some way to make money with social media. And when you're starting, you can hit a point where, you know, maybe you're able to make a couple hundred dollars a month. That doesn't necessarily mean you're cut out for the industry. That doesn't mean this is going to be something that will turn into a full-time career. But that UBI plus a couple hundred dollars a month from whatever you're doing on social media could push you over the edge and actually be enough for you to live off of. So it gives you an unrealistic idea of what your prospects are. And social media is one example. But there are all sort of arenas where you might be able to make a little bit of money, and that combined with the stipend you're getting from the government could be enough to live off of. But that's not where your labor is most productively used by the majority of people giving to and receiving from the economy. So you're actually doing a net disservice to the country overall and to the economy overall. Exactly. So so my view of this is like, okay, here's here's an option. Easy access to grants for young people. You turn 18, you can now go to the local grant center, which is very easy to go to. Uh, you know, present your little pamphlet and be like, here's what I want to do, mm-hmm. and then request a certain amount of money to engage in that project. Because one of the issues that I hear a lot from the UBI crowd is, think about all the talented people who are stuck working a crappy job because if they quit, they'd lose their apartment. They'd be homeless. And I'm like, that's true. 
There are a lot of young people of great talent. I know, I know growing up people who are insanely good at skateboarding. And I was like, man, these guys got to go pro. Yeah. Sorry. They didn't have the sponsors. Yeah, they didn't have yeah, the means to sure. film and they had to work. Otherwise they'd lose their job and I'll, or they'd lose their apartment. And I was like, if this guy was just given a little bit of money so he could skate, we'd have great, another great pro. So how about instead of the worst of both worlds, we do the best of both worlds. You got to work to pay your bills. And at a certain age, you can say like, here's what I, here's my plan. I'm a young person and then get a grant. And that's it. That's your chance. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's complicated, though, because you have to ask the question, even if there are many talented people in a particular field who don't have an opportunity to try to enter it, you have to ask how many people with that particular talent can the economy support. So let's say everyone who's good at skateboarding is able to get this grant where they can become a professional skateboarder. I mean, realistically, how many professional skateboarders can our economy even support? You know, you, I don't think we're so. Not, we're not, no, we're because, not offering them. We're not offering an infinite or indefinite amount of money. It's mm-hmm. here's a grant to run your business, mm-hmm. and they have to have mm-hmm. a, a plan. They come to you with a plan saying, "I would like a grant for this particular project." For sure, I thought so. It sounded to me like the point that you were making was we'll tap into all sorts of talent we have gotten before but my concern is we'll give a lot of money to people and they'll end up with a lot of debt and they're not really going to end up contributing they end up in debt well because they don't end up successfully taking oh a grant i'm sorry okay yeah yeah. and i'm not talking about a hundred grand i'm talking about a few thousand dollars yeah yeah so it's like they can take less they they can invest some money into something basically saying like can we invest in young people instead of indebting young people and putting them in colleges that just grind them to the to the to dirt yeah well one of the weird things is i'm not entirely sure how i feel about a grant but it is very strange that almost you know any young person can go get a loan to go off to college even if the degree isn't going to pay off for them and it's obvious based on the degree they're choosing but if you go in with a really solid business plan at 18 the likelihood that you're going to get a loan is extremely low that's insane that's yeah. totally backwards. Yeah, I, I would right, agree. Right, 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 and, but, but he, And so part of the reason that we have the tuition crisis that we have and the student debt crisis is because, this is not just my personal opinion, I think this is something that's borne out by all the most basic rules of economics, and if you need a citation, the National Bureau for Economic Research has said this is the case, but colleges respond to an increase in the availability of student loans by increasing tuition costs. Yep. I mean, so now we have absurdly expensive college costs because the government came in and said, hey, let's help people go to college. Well, it turns out all they did was make it more difficult for people to go. And I don't know if it was necessarily a plan on their part. I don't think it was. I just think they screw up whenever they try to help. And then, you, it, I mean, college is basically indentured servitude. It's your, here's the money for It'll your work, opportunity, yeah. and then you got to pay it back, mm-hmm. and then most people can't, and they get mad, and they demand communism, and then i got to pay the bill for it. Well, this thing, well, I think what's even more insidious is many of them can pay it back, I think even a majority, but the problem is the people who can pay it back, I mean, look, 
there is an economic hierarchy in terms of who is able to be accepted into college in the first place. So if you grew up in a rough neighborhood where you weren't able to get the kind of education that someone who went to a decent private school or a good public, a decent public school as far as public schools go and the suburbs uh, went to, you're going to be less likely to get into school, right? So when we forgive student debt, oftentimes what it does is it redistributes wealth from working people who never had the opportunity to go to yep. college and towards people who started out in the upper class and then went to college who are no longer being expected to this, pay off the debts, which they voluntarily incurred. Right. So this, this is what I actually responded to a leftist with this and and I, I was I, on Twitter. I thought I was going to get just like all these leftists screaming at mm -hmm. me because they're like, Kim Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said something like they, they said uh, it was a tweet about, you know, when you say we shouldn't pay back someone, you know, forgive student debt because you had to pay it off. You're basically saying they should suffer because you did. No. And my response was, I just don't think it's right to make working class people pay off the debts exactly. of, the, of the highest income earners mm -hmm. in the country. Exactly. And people actually like that's a good point. Yeah. College degree people with college degrees earn higher salaries on average than people without them. Mm -hmm. Why should working class people pay off the debts of the highest income earners? We are funneling money to the top tier. No yeah. way, dude. Do the, do do the inverse. How about we make the college students with their high incomes pay pay their fair share? <laughs> <laughs> Pay your fair share. Well, I mean, often those people end up going into the one percent and paying a, an exorbitant amount in taxes. But I well, the one percent is not is still yeah, or, 1 or top ten percent. Well, again, well, even well, top ten percent. I mean, the higher how about, income earners pay how, the majority. How of taxes. about these people who took out student loans pay their fair share? Yes, they got free money. Yeah, and now they want back, working yeah. poor yeah. people, yeah. the proletariat. Mm -hmm. To pay their bills? No, off? it's actually true. Pay your fair share, college debt holders. You should define <laughs> no, it's fair. actually true. Bernie Sanders, I the buzzword fair, fair is, yes. share. I'll tell you Bernie what Sanders fair share buzzword. is. Fair share is, and to be fair, I'm not talking oh. about exorbitant interest rates that yeah. compound. They can't pay off. Yeah, yeah I saying. think that's crazy. I think we're the interest forgiving. is unfair. Yes, I agree. We're compound, because they were talking about My stance has always been we can, we can f stop the interest rates and say yes. pay back your remaining principal. Yeah. That's your fair share. But when they, what they're saying right now is Joe Biden could snap his fingers and erase all federal debt for, for college students. Why doesn't he do it? Because that would be you not paying your fair share, diluting the economy, and it would be an invisible tax on the working class. Yeah. So you got free money. You got to spend it. You pay your fair share. Now, now, hold mm -hmm. on. I agree with you. The the the, in, the 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 interest rates are insane, wrong, and broken. Yeah, hundred percent. That we get rid of. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's insane that you could charge interest on a loan that's guaranteed. I understand some small amount to hedge against inflation, but the idea right. of people like yeah. one percent over the lifetime, yeah, or, something. or you know, you know, so, something adequate to um, something adequate to offset the value that will be lost through inflation, but not so much that you're able to profit off it. The, the idea of like profiting off of a guarantee, or even loan just like uh, uh, if if you take out ten. Grand, you owe an extra hundred dollars. Mm. Like, look, if we're trying to in, uh, invest in young young people to be better able and better capable, then I think we can give out straight loans with you know with inflationary interest. Mm. But at a certain point, you should be able to pay back just to the principal. Mm. The, the, the interest rates are insane; they compound, it gets higher. I yeah, hear too many yeah. stories from people who are like, "I took out forty thousand dollars, and now I owe an, I, now I owe eighty. And it's like that's that's completely insane. Right, that's yeah. completely insane. That's it yeah. shouldn't it shouldn't. I, I think if you like you're out of work, it should just stop. Mm. Like, I don't know, man. The system's broken, and I'll tell you this: before we even get into any of that stuff, I'm like, we need to. Ref uh, I'm totally. You know what? I'll tell you this. Here's my compromise. I I I will personally accept a greater amount of of debt to be erased outside of interest if it also means. We either seize the endowments from the universities yes. or, and I, I, don't, I mean that half jokingly, 
or we we outright end the the college uh, loan debt pipeline. That whole thing has to stop. Well, I mean, no, they absolutely have to stop federally guaranteeing student loans. That's the only way it comes back. Well, let me actually be clear. It, there's going to be a bubble at some point, right? Mm-hmm. At some, I mean, the bubble's going to pop at some point, I should say. We're already in a bubble. This can't sustain itself forever. But it's just clear that eventually they're going to have to stop federally subsidizing these loans and certainly making the problem worse that they do subsidize them, so they have to stop. It's, it's going to pop either way, though. Agreed. Let's, 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 let's circle back. Sure. Circle oh back. We're going to circle back to uh, the COVID lockdowns in this business and the economy because we have this story that I find particularly interesting. Now, in the previous segment, we were talking about a business. That accrued four hundred thousand dollars in fines over violating these COVID restrictions. Now, with the with the vaccine mandates that that are popping up, mm-hmm. well, for the most w- with private businesses, and now in New York from a public uh, uh, from a public place, we got this story from TimCast.com. Boston's Democrat mayor compares vaccine passports to papers required during slavery and Jim Crow. Interesting. That's bold. De- uh, Democrat Boston Mayor Kim Janey has compared vaccine passports to the papers required slavery and Jim Crow. The first black person to serve as mayor of the city also compared vaccine passports to demands that former President Obama show his birth certificate <laughs> during the birtherism scandal. I mean, this is this is uh, I agree. I'm I'm I, I'm not going to uh, pretend to know about, you know, these these horrible, horrible things about, throughout history. But what I say I agree is that it is an overbearing demand from the state on regular people to implement these things to the extent that you can't go to a store, you can't go to a bar. You can't go to a, a music venue or something. Mm-hmm. Now, in New York, I don't think they're saying – I think you can go to stores still. They're saying indoor activities. But as far as I'm concerned, if you mandate a vaccine for one thing – let's say they were like, you need a vaccine to go to uh, the hot dog stand on 7th Street. You've mandated vaccines. It's over. As far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned, because you've, 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 you've hit at a core function for many people. I don't care who or how many. So when they say if you want to go out to eat, you need, a, you need to have your vaccine and vaccine card. New York has man- mandated vaccines, period. There's no other reason to argue about it. That's wrong. We, we saw that with the offspring drummer, Pete, I think Pete Prada's his name. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, Guillain-Barr syndrome. Is right. That, right? Is that? I think so, yeah. uh, And so he, he couldn't get it. He couldn't get the vaccine. And now he's kicked out of the band. Is that what we're going to create? We're going to create this medical medical segregation? For, you, for, is he for, actually kicked out of the band? Yes. That's insanity. It, yeah. What? He went to the doctor. He has. He had a young age. He, he developed uh, Guillain-Barr syndrome, which is... It's, a, it's an extremely rare side effect for people uh, when they get some vaccines, and there's, it, it, it emerges for other reasons, too, but it can be a side effect. It is a side effect of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and there are many doctors who advise against getting the vaccine if you have this syndrome, which he did. Out of the band. You're gone. It's insanity. No, so, that, isn't that a vi- – like, don't we have violations of, like, the Americans with Disabilities Act? Mm-hmm. Can't we be like, if you're experiencing this and it's limiting to you, like, we, 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 we protect you in that regard? Well, I think at this point it becomes very clear that it's all about having you bend the knee, if anyone was unaware. Um, if a person is disabled and has a very good medical reason for not getting vaccinated and your response is to kick them out because they haven't taken your preferred route for handling this situation, it's obvious that what you're interested in is submission. It's not well, about let me, let me, public health. Let me, let me pull up the story we have from the Daily Mail. More than half of unvaccinated Americans believe COVID-19 shots are more dangerous than the virus itself, poll finds. Huh. Over half of unvaccinated Americans, 53%, believe that COVID-19 vaccines pose a, a higher health risk than the virus itself. The view is especially prominent among Americans who say they're definitely not getting the vaccine, with 75% believing the vaccine is more dangerous. In fact, the virus is far more dangerous. Out of 243,000 Americans who died of COVID since January 2021, only 1,300 have been unvaccinated. 
Still, the Indian Delta variant is persuading some to get their shots with 22% of unvaccinated respondents saying the variant was a vaccination motivator. I don't know the, the full percentage numbers, but um, yeah, the, 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 the virus is far more dangerous. Well, you said died from COVID, right? You read that, that phrase from COVID? Uh, died of COVID. Of COVID. How many, how many people have died of COVID? Uh, let's see. Out of 243,000 Americans who have died since January 2021, only 1,300 have been unvaccinated. So, wait, two, what? 200. That's, wait, that's not correct. I don't know these numbers, but they're yeah. saying that 230,000 people died of COVID. I've seen reports that people had COVID in their system and died of a motorcycle accident or some mm-hmm. other thing with COVID. They died with COVID, Hold not on. necessarily of COVID. But the, the, there was no, no, a, no, that's, that's more... wrong. That's wrong. They, they wrote the story wrong. The story, it's, 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 they did it wrong. Oh, Out of 243,000 COVID deaths, deaths, later on, they fix it. <laughs> Only 1,300 have occurred in vaccinated Americans. The top said have been unvaccinated as if to imply the vaccine was more dangerous. What? That's, that's, uh, so, uh, Daily Mail, get it, get it, get a, get, get an editor. I'm nervous when people say that we're in lockdowns because we're in shutdowns. And I'm nervous when people say that people died of COVID when they died with a comorbidity. We're not in, with a, we're not COVID. in a shutdown right now, Ian. Well, over the last year in 2020, we had gone through periods of shutdown and I heard people say lockdown, lockdown. We, they like that word, that buzzword. We did lockdown. It's a lock, lock. They, it's like they York, want it to be New bad. New York did lockdown. But there were lots of instances of shutdown that people were calling lockdown. Let's not make it worse than it seems. We don't have to make it seem worse than it is. The, the, saying wait, that people wait, wait, died. I understand. Fra- it's fra- we're phrasing. It's, it's subtle little language twists that people do to, to control this narrative right now. You're saying when to pe- tell people to, to, to accept that they're barred from leaving their homes or going to their jobs. No, but I'm saying if, that's if, a lockdown. If there's, if an area gets shut down, don't say that it's locked down by Why like not? lock and key. Just, it's just, oh, businesses aren't open. That doesn't mean you can't walk around outside. So it's so not a lockdown th- th- state. Ca- right, right. Ian, that's called apologizing. For authoritarianism. No, if we say that we have lockdowns and we keep saying it, then the government will put them into place and people will passively but let it happen because they're used have to hearing lockdowns. it. We had shutdowns for the most part. No, we had the lockdowns. United States. We had maybe had a few instances of things being locked down, but for the most part, the United States was very leniently shut down as opposed to, to Australia. Massively locked down. Like you're saying, you're, you're drawing, where are you drawing the line on that? Where the police don't let people go outside. I mean, they're happened, arresting that, people for walking around. That happened in the U.S. Very, very rarely, though. For the most part, but we had lockdowns. There were some instances of it. It was uh-huh. very rare, and, okay. and I argue it violates the Constitution of the United semantics. States. It's semantics. It's shut down, lockdown. It, it, What's the difference? It's because if if you tell people that we're locked down for all of 2020, then when they actually start locking it down, people will be used to it because they they thought it was already happening. Well, I'll tell you this. Look, man. Obviously, that Daily Mail story was wrong because it contradicted itself, which is why I always say talk to your doctor about what's right for you. You know, and, and there's another good reason too, because I got a feeling like whatever ends up happening in the long run, people are going to come back and they're going to be like Tim said X or Y, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be the person who's going to be responsible for your health decision. So yeah. by all means, you could be in the comments right now saying Tim is dumb. I would appreciate it, great, because I don't want anybody putting the responsibility on me for your health decisions. Yeah. Nah, Seamus, you go talk to your doctor. That's I, I have a bunch, a whole bunch. We're buddies. Seamus threatened conversations. Exactly. He was like, I'm going to do everything you say. I went to my doctor, say. and I, 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 I had a hidden camera oh. when I was talking to Tim, and I showed it to my doctor. I was like, how much can we get from him? Like, how much money can we get from this guy? Seamus went to the vitamin. To, and to he's the, like, to you the... should have talked to your lawyer. Talk to your lawyer about how much money you <laughs> can get from Tim Pool after you Seamus, show him. Seamus went into the kitchen where we have all the vitamins, and he just grabbed, like, C, D, A, multivitamin. Yeah. He's just chugging them, and he's like, it's healthy. Tim it's said so. Vitality. And I'm like, yeah. no, Seamus, stop. That's true, yeah. So here's the interesting thing, though. They say that um, 
that half of people let, let me let me let me let me see exactly what they said. They said more than half of unvaccinated Americans believe that that they're more dangerous than the virus itself. Well, that makes sense. Here's well, no. So so I want to pull up the story. This is from uh, like 70, this is from UPMC. Yeah. Uh, University of Pittsburgh and Carnegie Mellon University researchers identify groups hesitant about COVID-19 vaccine. This is the most fascinating to me. The study says the largest decrease in hesitancy between January and May by education group was in those with a high school education or less. Hmm. Hesitancy held constant in the most educated group, those with a PhD. By May, PhDs were the most hesitant group. While vaccine hesitancy decreased across virtually all racial groups, Black and Pacific Islanders had the largest decreases, joining Hispanics and Asians at having lower vaccine hesitancy than whites in May. Why? I have no answer for that. Well, the data. I mean, if you listen to, you know, Peak Prosperity, what, what, what? Chris Martinson, if you no. listen to Brett Weinstein and Pierre Corey. That's, that's, that's wrong. They're scientists that, that just fish data, and the data speaks for itself. No, the, no, no, it literally doesn't. We had Chris Martinson on the show, and with all due respect, he's a very smart man. He's, he's got a PhD in, I think, in toxicology. Mm-hmm. And when we talked with him, he said, here's 53 studies on ivermectin. And then I Googled it and found a whole bunch more saying the exact opposite. The there's, data doesn't speak for itself. We'll, we'll have to go into it on the after show. There's some, there's some studies that I've seen that have just been mind-blowing. Bro, we we literally I, I I pulled up studies and there's so there, there's studies that say these things these these treatments do nothing, and there are studies saying they do some things. None of these treatments are FDA approved. The point is the data does not speak for itself. Well, I I disagree. I think this is why PhDs are are among the most hesitant is because it's data heavy. It's it comes down to the data. I mean, you got to you got to look at what was polio doing to people. It was crippling children. The data was showing that people were little kids were like losing their ability to walk permanently that's like screaming data we haven't seen that kind of data with this i mean there's been a lot of illness 600 and and what are we at 620,000 dead with that had died with covid and And when they phrase it of covid that's that's kind of a a manipulation because a lot of it is comorbid and people have obesity and they die with like a heart failure but they had covid in their system so it gets logged covid is like the uh the the, the, he, he like you know, it, COVID pulls the pin out and then the train goes off the rails. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like people who may have survived with comorbidities don't when they get it's COVID. It's tough to say. It's t- that, that's a situation where you don't know what it would have been I mean, without it because it didn't have it. Without what, it. what the data is saying. Well, you don't know if they hadn't gotten but COVID, what would have happened because the they had gotten COVID. I hear from people all the time. They're like, hey, I read this about that, this, that, or otherwise. And I'm like, I'm going to read that. And then I find conflicting information. From like legitimate sources, and I'm like, I can't draw an, an honest conclusion. Go talk to your doctor, because I, 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 when Chris Martinson was here, and he said 53 studies, I said, great, let's pull them up, and I pulled them up. And I'm like, that's really fascinating. And then I googled other studies to see if there was a, a, a you know, a, a, a contradiction. Sure enough, I found like a, several, many, and I'm like, I asked him, you know, these studies say the opposite. And he goes, oh well, that study was bad. And I'm like, how are you going to come to me and tell me this study is good, this study is bad when they're both studies? Okay, I'm a layman. And, and I can respect him because I think he's a smart guy and he knows more about it than I do. And I can respect Brett Weinstein. But then there are many other doctors that I see writing stories who, who don't appear overtly political who are saying the inverse. I suppose it's just I've seen Chris Martinson, Pierre Corey, Brett Weinstein. Brett's not a doctor, not a virologist. He's a biologist, biologist. but he's a very smart scientist. You know, Pierre Corey is a virologist. Is Chris Martinson a virologist? Yeah, but bro, what I'm telling you is if you only watch one thing and then say that must be true, the data doesn't speak for itself when you can pull up contradictory information. Okay, maybe, maybe, yeah, you're right. Data doesn't speak for itself, but I did get this from reputable sources. That's the reason I'm... And I got contradictory information from reputable sources as well. 
which we pulled them up how, on the show. You can were we go here right now on this. What, what, what I remember. We, I remember touching on it. I don't remember like I literally who did these studies. Li- who paid these people to do these studies? You see, that's the problem. When people say, "Well, your organization is no good because of this, that, or well, but yeah, but your organization," I'm like, "Dude, that means literally nothing." But the to problem me. is, some organizations will do studies specifically then, to derive a specific pol- result. And then for political reasons, people make observations or determinations or trust. I try my best to avoid doing that. So, and so that's what this is what guides most of my work is that if I see some conservative guy come out and say that, you know, you got to buy your gold and then a Democrat guy comes out and says, you got to buy silver. I'll be like, well, we got two contradictory people giving contradictory advice. Can I find source information to vet which one is better? Hey, I looked it up. Gold's worth more. So when it comes to these studies, you see conflicting studies. Do you just dismiss them all or do you go deeper and try and figure out which studies are right or which ones are more accurate? So the issue is when you look at a study, what can you really determine about it? There's a doctor named Dr. John Smith or whatever his name is. And I'm like, okay, so I can look him up. And then I find a LinkedIn for a guy and I'm like, okay. And I look up, here's his university. And then I find a Dr. Jane Doe and I look her up and I'm like, well, they both disagree with each other. I can't make a determination. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed, so what am I supposed to, what, what am I supposed to tell people? Right. If there's conflicting information. Same out there? when they say buy gold, buy silver, you there have to are, kind of do some deep research to figure out which study is legit. There are people who mm-hmm. want to believe one or the other, and they may have reason to. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm saying I haven't been able to find anything strong. And so therein lies the big issue. It's why I don't definitively come out and say, you must do X or Y. I say, you know, talk to someone you trust in the medical field. Because when we have, when, when I see these things, you know, when I talk to these, like Chris Martinson, he's on the show twice now. I'm like, I, you know, he, I pulled up a study that he said was, 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 was positive for alternate treatments. And then I, Goog- I Googled the study and found another paper that said the methodology was flawed. It was not a good study because of these reasons. Then I pulled up a study saying these alternative treatments were ineffective. And he said to me, oh, but those studies are flawed because they're, you know, and I'm, okay, dude, right. with all due respect. Was it one of those, those, those things are ineffective because we never tested them for efficacy? No, they'll do that I, sometimes. I'm saying, I'm saying we sat here, we have the episode, it's on timcast.com, where I was like, I can pull up something saying literally what you just said in the other direction. They would say that about aspartame. They said, there's no evidence aspartame has any links to cancer because we never studied aspartame. We, but that's, that's like, that's, that's totally like weird, irrelevant to what we're talking that's about. That's medical logic. Sometimes. I'm talking Study about, logic. The, the, I'm talking about fact finding and determining, you know, to the best of our abilities, truth. And you can argue that you trust or don't trust a particular political faction or those who advocate for a certain, in a certain direction. I don't think that's good enough. I want proof. Now, there's a, there's a good reason, I think, not to trust the media. But we have a big issue now when the CDC comes out and says, here's a list of things. And I'm like, OK, well, I do have a personal bias against government for a lot of reasons. But if I can't disprove it, that puts me in a difficult position. So why do you think uh, that it's mostly Ph.D. people that are – that's why I said I have been. no answer yeah, It's, it's for hard to know also because you don't know what their PhDs are in. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. 
but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. That's right. So it, it could be, it could be like, I think, who said this before? Was it, you, you were saying like, it could be like feminist dance Yeah, class. I was gonna <laughs> say, it could be like a PhD in lesbian poetry. I have no yeah. idea. Right. Yeah. So we have, we have, we have no idea. That's why I say it's interesting. But I'm seeing a lot of people highlight that as if that's evidence of something. And I'm like, it's just a group of people. Maybe they're activists who hate Donald Trump because they're in universities. And how many people was polled here? It was like 2,000 people. Well, was was it a, I guess it was well, You're also you're, – so what you're doing – this is data from people who are saying that they were already against getting the vaccine. It's probably – I mean it could very well just be the case that if someone has a PhD, their opinion was more likely to be backed up with statistics. Again, whether they're ones you would agree with or disagree with in the first place. And so that locks them into it more firmly. Or they're more likely to be stodgy and stubborn. And, and thinking they're smarter yes, exactly. Than well, I th- and I think that plays into it as well. Um, I'm a doctor. Which is, you can't well, change my mind. And that's exactly uh, part of why I said statistics, whether you do agree, whether you would agree with them or disagree with them. I think people with PhDs, people whose brains work more quickly, are more conventionally intelligent, tend to be a bit more prideful, and they're also better at convincing themselves of things. Here's, so, here's, what, I'm, here's, here's what I'm saying. To me, a PhD is just a Twitter check mark in real life. Like, right. it, I don't really yes. trust it all that much. But, but here's here's what I'm saying: all the information we present, you can take into consideration however you see fit. But I, if I can't make a determination, I'm not going to make one. So your point- I, I, I need I need sources before I come out and say something. And you know, I, I get things wrong every so often or jump the gun. It happens. I'm far from perfect, but I try to avoid things if I can't prove it. Your point about studies is interesting because I feel like they do this every other month with dietary stuff. Mm. Fats are bad. Fats are good. Use this oil. Yeah. Don't use this oil. This is going to kill you. You're going to get cancer from coffee. Coffee is good for your heart. Coffee <laughs> cures depression for women. Yeah. What am I supposed to think? So I think that in the end really boils down to one, individual rights and two, common sense. And like, I don't even know what to tell you. It's not yeah. like a whole read the studies thing because yeah. you're not going to understand all Talk of it. Talk to your doctor. There you go. Talk to but your lawyer. You know, you know who, oh, yes. Yeah. And you know who you should, which doctor I don't think you should talk to is Dr. Dr. Fauci. You don't we got this so? story. Hold we got the story what? from. I, we got that's this story. Paul, if you got his numbers, we got the story. That's a nice guy. We got the story from Reuters. U.S. plans to give extra COVID nineteen shots to at risk Americans. Fauci says that is the third shot for people who are in at risk groups. If you are immunocompromised, people like cancer survivors, those who are HIV positive, they are saying that they are trying to rush through approval for your third shot. Now, over in Israel. We have this from Voice of America. After another COVID spike, Israel launches third vaccine dose. They say Israel has become the first country to distribute a third dose of the COVID vaccine, offering the extra jab to anyone over 60. Hmm. Israeli health experts say the effectiveness of the current vaccine declines with time, and the third shot will serve as a booster. The move comes as virus rates in Israel are on the increase. Now, there's this crazy viral video, which they say is a report from Israel's Channel 13. Where they say in this Twitter, in, in this Twitter, which I, uh, this tweet, which I'm, I've not confirmed the translation, that 
the hospitalization rates are overwhelmingly those who have been vaccinated. And Israel is saying we are not finding this to be effective. Now, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, well, and also we have to know what percentage of the population is vaccinated, too, because if an overwhelming majority of the population is vaccinated and an overwhelming you know, majority are in the hospital and it's proportional, then we could say, well, it doesn't seem to be working in this instance. But if a majority are in the hospitals, whereas an overwhelming majority is vaccinated, then it seems it would be working to some extent, or you could make that argument. So we they, don't really know. They say an Israeli study showed effectiveness of the COVID vaccine decline from 95% to 80% oh, wow. or even less against the Delta variant. Wow. Neither the U.S. nor the EU has yet recommended a third shot, but most Israeli doctors say they do not believe it will do any harm. Now, we have a, we had a story we pulled up the other day uh, from TimCast.com that shows, I think it was like Pfizer and AstraZeneca to be like 92 and 96% effective against the Delta variant. Mm-hmm. So all I can do is tell you this. Talk to your doctor. Because I don't, you know, I I know if for for those on the live show, like right now, it's more repetitive. But in the segments, like yeah. you know, so we have to say it. Um, because uh, I don't I don't know what this means. I really mm-hmm. really don't. Israel is making a lot of claims that a lot of people in the U.S. are shocked to hear. Very interesting. And 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 don't know if they want to believe. To be completely honest, that that you know what Israel is saying about the effectiveness. So here here's why I bring this up. Um, not not only is that happening, but the World Health Organization is calling for a temporary moratorium on vaccine booster shots because they want to prioritize global distribution of the vaccine to poorer nations. Interesting. Okay, so I have no idea. Um, I can tell you this. It sounds like humans run around like, like these organizations are like chickens with their head cut off. Mm-hmm. Is that true, though? Do you cut a chicken's head off? It runs around? Yes. I'm not sure. I mean, you're the one with chickens, Tim. I'm not. I'm uh, not cutting their heads off? Uh, no. He just doesn't want to admit it on stream because, you know, Petey's going to get it. That's no. true. Uh, my my we, family raised chickens. He'll get chickens. canceled. Really? My, yeah, yeah. It's true, though. Don't get canceled. My family raised chickens, and yes, this is the thing that actually happens. They cut, like would they reflex. run around their heads are cut yeah, off? Yeah, I reflex. figured. Yeah, wow. I never right. questioned that. No, of course not. I just want <laughs> Nor to say, I, so, yeah, I'm curious. I, I am curious what percentage of the population in Israel is vaccinated. What percentage of new cases did they said were, say were vaccinated people? Well, that's there's a tweet, and I, oh, okay. I don't speak Hebrew, so I can't really confirm no. that anyway. You know, but people are claiming that there's a doctor who says it's like the overwhelming majority of the COVID patients in the hospitals have been vaccinated. And that is fascinating. Yeah, but I, again, I can't yeah. confirm any of that stuff. Yeah. All I know is that uh, Fauci is rushing out a third shot here in America for people My who favorite. are immunocompromised. The, the eviction uh, moratorium was illegally, a new one was illegally put in place, and the unemployment checks are going out. So it smells like a lockdown, I guess. You know, they say if it, if it walks like a lockdown, you know, acts like a lockdown and sounds like a lockdown, then it's probably a lockdown, probably right? Lockdown. Yeah, exactly. I'm hearing from uh, Reuters, their numbers say that the number of doses in Israel administered has been 11 million. And so if that's at two doses per person, that's 63.2% of the country being vaccinated. It's a little bit higher than the U.S. I think, I think the U.S.'s rate was, uh, like what, 49% or something like that? The United States' rate of vaccinations? Well, yeah. I have some daddy here saying oh. that they asked, um, adults and they found that seven in 10 adults said they have already gotten it or are getting it as soon as possible. So something like 67% have already gotten it. And, uh, Australia. three more percent say they're going to get it as soon as possible. Australia's like 18%. Why is They've that? They've gotten vaccinated? Yeah. I think they just don't trust their government. I guess. I, I don't think know. It could also, <laughs> Australian is not as, I, I think Australia's population is much more spread out. Mm. I think maybe if, if your government is not treating you very well, then you're probably not going to be too happy. Okay. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's higher right now. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Fully vaccinated. 16%. Whoa. Wow. That's low. Yikes. Uh, wow. 
Well, at least it, one dose is thirty four point two percent. Wow, that's so bad. Where in Australia? So that's of the population. Yeah, mm. of the population, sixteen point three percent are fully vaccinated. Wow, that's that's really really low. It's abysmal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? That's like the most heavily cracked down country I, on earth that's right now. probably why it could be when, because it's when, heavily cracked down upon it i also think it's the population density mm-hmm. uh it is really uh it's it's sparsely something like, populated yeah, sparsely populated so the numbers i have here are Bro, they got three cities. people per squared kilometer and in the united states the average population density is 94 people um yeah but they've know. got cities dude no i'm not saying they don't but i don't i think that more of their population lives in rural areas What's the population of Australia? Yeah, it's tough to say. It's it's actually it's tough to say based on average numbers, but I think their population is more spread out than ours is. Their population is what, like twenty five million or something? It's not many. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have ten times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I they have big cities, you know. That I and and they're and they and they've got military deployed to enforce the lockdown. No, I'm not saying they don't have big cities, but I'm saying overall they're less densely populated, which means there are more people who live further away from other people. But I don't think that's true. That's what I'm saying. You don't think Australia's average population is less dense than the United States? I'm saying Australia like two to one. Yeah, Australia is as big as the U.S. Mm -hmm. with a tenth of the population. Mm -hmm. So it's not that they're living further away from each other. It's that there's a big open Uh, outback of desert nothing in the middle of the continent. Okay, I get what you're saying. What was U.S. population? Population density twenty. How many people? Three hundred seventy million. In no the density. US? Density. Oh, the population density. Um, ninety-four people per and, square. And meter. Australia was like nine. Is that oh, actually, three? Australia is but <laughs> Australia. So, oh, so you, the United States is but the United States is information I just gave you is miles. So if you look in kilometers, it's thirty-six oh. people per kilometer squared. Whereas in Australia, right, so it's three people. Ten times the population. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, makes that makes sense. Very similar. Yeah, yeah. Similar so numbers. Why is yeah. the vaccine rate in Australia sixteen percent? Did you pull the vaccination rate for the U.S.? Actually, I could the probably. Vac- well, I have. I so I'm right looking. Here. I had some numbers pulled up from earlier, and it said again about seventy percent of people have already got gotten it or getting it as soon as possible wow oh, no, no, no 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 it's 50 it's 50.4 percent of the of people in the united states are fully vaccinated wow. 165 million people go. at wow. least one dose is 58.7 percent australia 16.3 percent i think when you crack down you when you start arresting people for not wearing masks and you deploy military people are not going to trust yeah, you it would yeah, make me I less will, likely i'm yeah. also curious what australia is like culturally too. I, I wonder if they're as divided as the United States is, or if there's a more unified front in terms of the skepticism that they have towards government mandates. Not sure. Well, authoritarianism, this is why it doesn't work, because you lose you, you, you lose the, the faith and the confidence of the people. Mm-hmm. And so we, we were having this conversation. I think it was, um, I don't know if it was with Vosh and Charlie in the bonus segment or something about, like, uh, authoritarianism is effective in that you can mandate things really, really mm. quickly. And that's technically true. The problem is it derails itself. It falls apart because if you don't have confidence of the people, the system can't be supported. Hmm. The, the, the yeah. government is an imaginary construct of people's confidence. Like, why is a dollar valuable? If you showed a, a, a dollar to a, you know, an alien, they'd be like, it's, I don't need this. What am I going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Now, gold, they might understand. Like, ah, you know, a conductor, I can do something with this. Mm-hmm. Money, they're going to be like, sure, I don't know. What, you, you like this stuff? They might think it's a really cool picture. Yeah, like, oh, it's a picture. And they put it on the wall and yeah, they tape exactly. it. There's different <laughs> kinds of, it's a, not functional. of authoritarianism, too. There's the authority of, a, of one man, which is like totalitarian you know, dictatorship. And then there's the authority of, the, of a constitution, like a written document. Mm-hmm. And that's also a form of authoritarianism. No, it isn't. It's really not. But it is a form of authority. So they they so basically like not all authorities authoritarian. Right. right, the founding fathers. Authoritarianism is generally used as a Ian, pejorative. The founding fathers. I would, I, would, I would like to explain to you what authority is. 
Go for it. When a police officer in New York says, you can't stand there. That's a frozen zone, which is what they do. That is not. That is authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. That is them just arbitrarily deciding, I can do this. You want to know what real authority is? Seamus drops to the ground. Ah, and there's blood spraying everywhere. And a doctor looks you in the eye and says, put your, put, put your hands on his neck right now. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Absolutely. I would just do it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you were out in the street and you saw somebody hurt and there was a guy and he's like, I'm a doctor. You come here now. Put your hands here. Yeah. You would not think twice. Exactly. Because you know that's what real authority is. Mm-hmm. But if there was some crackpot guy on a, on a, on a, in a rickshaw and he was had, had people pulling him and he was like, you there. You know, come here and kneel so I can walk on your back as I and leave my rich. You'd be like, get out of here. That's insane. And then if he threatened you with a weapon to make you do it, authoritarian. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that the reason I brought up the founding fathers again is because they established like a, I don't know, two decades of massive authoritarianism in order to install a constitution that they could step back from and release their authority. Ultimately. What do you mean by that? Like they were like George Washington had ultimate authority over the land. They would have made him king. He could have become a monarch. And, and big. That doesn't mean authoritarianism, though. But that they they functioned authoritatively to to build the constitution, to seize the the Washington was giving his, his troops vaccinated against their will. You know, like pure on martial law, authoritarian crackdown to win the Revolutionary War. But that's war. And then wartime, instead yeah. of one guy maintaining authoritarianism, being like, and now this is legal, but now it's not. And now that's the new thing. We just built a, a set of laws that could take over for us. The fact that they gave up power and enacted a constitution shows it was never authoritarian. It was mm-hmm. just it was just war. I think war. you can use authoritarianism for good. They seem to have. I, I, but it's, I don't think it was authoritarianism. I don't think that, that falls in, in line with it. It was, it was, hey, we want freedom. Oh no, they're attacking us. Quick, everyone come together. Here's what we have to do to survive. Like, if the house started burning down and I grabbed you and dragged you out of the house, is that authoritarianism? Technically. No, come on. No, I mean, if, if, if it hit the fan and, and you had to like take control Ian's of everything. He's passed out from smoke inhalation, but he hasn't chosen to leave, so I'm, I'm not here. an authoritarian. I'm leaving right. him in the building. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, the word, it's Ian's freedom to sleep during the fire. True. I mean, it's interesting. So, so the word authority and the word author come from the same place which is creator someone creates something they have authority over it or if they have given you they've delegated the authority uh over their creation to another person then that person has authority over it um and of course it comes ultimately from god creating the universe delegating authority to specific civil authorities but a belief in authority is not the same as a belief that unbridled authoritarianism is acceptable yeah, do you when you think of unbridled authoritarianism, mm-hmm. do you think of it as like dictatorial? Yeah, so I would say usurpation. Anytime an authority structure absorbs the role of a smaller, more vulnerable authority structure when it doesn't have to do so, I would call that authoritarianism. So basically anytime subsidiarity is violated. So I believe that there are all sorts of authority structure uh, authority structures across humanity. So you have the the family structure, which is an authority structure. You have the father at the head of the household. And then you also have local governments, state governments, uh, a national government. And if one higher authority, quote unquote higher authority in that hierarchy comes down and takes a role which is proper to one of the lower authorities. So, for example, if the state starts to interfere with family life in ways that are proper to a father, I believe that's authoritarianism because somebody is taking the rightful authority away from one and giving authority which is not due to another to them. What's interesting is you I, said I think when can... they have to, only if, if they don't have to. And, mm-hmm. and you, you got to define I, what does that mean if someone feels like they have to step in and take the authority? Like what I can, I can explain would a virus you, make someone think that? I can explain to authoritarianism and libertarianism somewhat. 
uh, with a great way. Um, so the Democrats right now believe the economy is going good. Why? Because the authority told them. Mm. And they have strict adherence to the authority, mm. which says this is what you must do. They say, okay, the economy is good. Yes, sir. Trump supporters were told by Trump to get the vaccine, and they said, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not authoritarianism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we live in the kind of a self-authored society. The Constitution is sort of supposedly self-authored by the by us, we the people. Mm. We are a freedom-loving people. But and it was, we are losing so, that freedom. But what interests yeah. me is that they, they, they seized authoritarian dictatorship for a short period of time in order to create a self-authored society. It's war. And also, it's this weird thing. I don't and, even... and plus, people could have just fled, I guess. They've been cowards and uh, I don't know. to England, yeah. It was, it, was, it was a lot harder back then, I suppose. But they were loyalists. They were people who said no to the revolution. That made me think of if, <clears throat> if we hadn't had, was it South Carolina, the slave states, if they hadn't joined us? Not only would they just not have been in there fighting, they would have been all loyalists. You know what would have been really funny, though, is that they would have had to abolish slavery sooner <laughs> if they were remained with the crown. But uh, this is really interesting, actually, in that regard. Because I, I talked about this. Because a lot of people have said if America never declared independence, slavery would have ended 20 years earlier. And I'm like, I'm not sure I'm that's not true. Sure that's true at all. Um, imagine yeah. the crown of Britain said we're mandating in 1833 the end of slavery. The southern states would have declared independence. But yeah. the whole British ending slavery thing is kind of a fallacy because they did what was called enclosure. I was just watching a thing on Kings and Generals YouTube channel about this yesterday. Enclosure is basically where the lords of the land seized the land from every, all the civilians. 90, 99.98% of, of British land is owned by like 0.01% of the population. Wow. Well, since like the 1600s, since they started enclosure. Well, and also if the United States was still under British rule, the economic and political incentives would be entirely different from the crown from what they were when England wasn't overseeing the United States and decided to end slavery. So I don't think you could say that if we stayed with the crown, slavery would have ended sooner. I don't think you could possibly know that. Like they might have let it roll in in the Americas, yeah, because it was making them so much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would just colonize, or because or because they they feared some kind of revolt, right? Because the southern states seceded and revolted. Um, so I have no reason to believe that the British government wouldn't have the foresight to say, oh, that will probably happen or could happen. I think uh, so. To to me, it's it's not something you could possibly. I love know. my English homies, man, but the British government terrifies me. A monarchy in today's age Lord our government our government, our government scares me a lot more but i mean you see britain like the the, the 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 commonwealth is struggling canada and and australia are are and messed, new zealand are getting messed up right now by authority and then they got and the new god zealand. king at the top like it's crazy yeah but it's not like the crown actually does anything <laughs> yeah anymore. it's a well, ceremonial that, no, it's all behind the, they own land is what they do yeah they, they basically control everything through ownership we got we have that in the united yeah, states too bro do, yeah. Kind of, but you can have, you know, there's a lot of private property church. Trinity, uh, in like New York, one of the largest landowners. No, I didn't know that. Bureau of Land Management is. The Vatican. In China. Yeah, they own a lot of land. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how you do it, I guess. You own the land like, uh, like, like Ray Kroc. You know, they're like, we're not doing anything. We just own the land. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Own the land under the McDonald's. That's that's an active process to own land. Yeah. Yeah. Will we, uh, yeah, I wonder what the future holds for us. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Live until we're 700 and like, Real healthy and stuff. Live till seven hundred yeah, and be real healthy. Therapy, well, yeah. once you get the five thousandth jab, you might make it. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna make it. Five thousand. Well, said, they, they, look. To be fair, they've been saying since the beginning they were expecting to be like uh, a yearly thing. Yeah, like a flu shot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've said that they think this is going to be like a seasonal flu. I've the issue that. is they didn't force me to get the flu shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, exactly. like you walk into Walgreens exactly. and they're like, "Would you like to?" And it's like, "Yeah, maybe." Yeah, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. yeah, yeah. I went to the doctor once. I told the story. Like, you know, he gave me like. 
four or five shots or whatever. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, all at once. I, would, I knew there's an entirely would, different culture around it. People don't shame you for not getting the flu. Yeah, shot. Well, yeah, I know people that would get the flu shot and then get the flu because mm-hmm. they their their immune systems would be so so beat up by the shot that then they wouldn't be eating healthy and then they'd end up getting sick anyway. I'm so like, what's the point? The problem with the flu shot is that we develop it in conjunction with Australia because their flu season is ahead of ours. Sometimes they have a different strain of the flu than we have. So by the time the flu shot comes here and we're using it, we're like, oh, this will work for our strain, right? Sometimes, sometimes not. Like there was one year I remember at the hospital, they gave us all the shot. It was great. It was wonderful. Tons of people still got the flu. It was something like 30% effective because the Australian strain just wasn't very much like the American strain. I remember reading a while ago, this was before COVID, this is before anyone was really talking about this, before there was any, you know, seeming controversy over vaccines as far as I could tell. But I remember reading that flu vaccines were becoming less effective on a yearly basis, and it was a serious problem that had to be dealt with. I haven't heard any, I, don't I mean, know I, I think that. The, 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 the discourse surrounding vaccines has clearly moved on to other issues, if that is the case. But it's becoming, I mean, the, years ago. The, the challenge is, I think one of the reasons you see these stories where people think the vaccine is more dangerous is because of the authoritarianism of, of the media and the left, the overstate, the cathedral, whatever you want to call it. Because when the people who always lie to you tell you something's good, you're not going to believe them. And they've discredited themselves over the past few years. Like Russiagate is, is, yeah. you know, you know what? I, for everybody who's listening, if you ever get, a, you ever get somebody who's like, you know, oh, you believe that stuff? Be like, Russia. Yeah, sorry. Like you, you lost all credibility in the New York Times, the Washington Washington Post, and and CNN, and all these MSNBC were screaming Russia for years, mm-hmm. and it was all bunk. You lost me, dude. Sorry. And fr- also, like there is precedent for them lying and moving the goalposts about this as well. This very situation: two weeks to slow the spread. Oh, the idea is we just want people locked down so that the hospitals don't get overwhelmed with new patients and, and everyone as forgot soon as about that's that the case, yeah everyone forgot about that's that weird. it was two weeks to slow the spread and the whole point was 15 we didn't want, 15 days 15 days i'm sorry so a day weeks. over two weeks <laughs> to slow the spread because we didn't want hospitals to get overwhelmed and what happened they didn't get overwhelmed exactly but did we stop at two weeks Unfortunately, no so we've already yet. been lied to about this and the narrative has changed even if you don't want to say we were lied to the narrative clearly changed yeah. the goalpost mm-hmm. has moved so people have no reason to believe it's not going to move if they go and get the vaccine or do whatever else they're being told to do yeah, that these people would scold you and talk down to you for not taking their word for it after they've repeatedly misrepresented what the future would be if we were to take their word for it is ridiculous. The this, lack of self-awareness is astounding, even for them. This is why I always say... Talk to you. The droplets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the droplets. droplets. The droplets. You don't lose heat. I say, because, yeah. because, listen, Talk listen. to your droplets. I don't, I, don't, I don't care the politics. There are people who make money off of shock content. Be it somebody who was like in a hospital bed going, I wish I got the vaccine or somebody being like, my legs don't work. It's like there's the people are going to find the stories that get the clicks. And that's why you need to find someone you trust who's done the research. And there are people who tell me that they don't trust their doctors. I'm like, then you need a good doctor, dude. Yeah. You know? Lots of doctors. It's okay to travel from doctor to doctor. They call them second opinions. Get a second opinion. Exactly. This is the age of like multiple opinions. Get lots and lots of doctors yeah. opinions. Yes. Well, just, if, just make sure that you trust they've done their research, that they're qualified. Because it's, it's insane to me that anyone would, would, would think that I'm implying you go to a quack doctor in an alley. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm saying you go to someone and you ask them questions, say, here's what I saw. What do you think? And here's what I said earlier. Like, if you see a story, show them. Yeah. See, see what they think. Yeah. And, and exactly, exactly, exactly. Because if there's nothing to it, then your doctor should generally be able to explain to you, well, sometimes these things happen or whatever it is. But, but the statistics I've seen in my research shows that it is safe if it is right. So let me, let me, let me, let me add, um, the doctor I had in my neighborhood, we knew our doctor. 
Yes, that's huge. I was about to bring that up, actually. It's Shout not just to talking Dr. to your Murphy doctor, and it's not just talking to a doctor who you've known or have had, because maybe you don't have a, a doctor who you go to primarily. It is really helpful to just have friends who are doctors. Like a wife who's a doctor, folks. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. But if you have friends who are doctors who you genuinely trust, who you aren't necessarily seeing, that you're you can talk still to talk about these with about this stuff. Let's go to Super Chats. All right. Oh, Smash fine. that like button. Okay, go to TimCast.com. We'll have a bonus Hit us with the up. Super Chats. Come there on, will be ladies a, and gents, boys and gals. There will be a bonus segment at TimCast.com coming up around 11 or so p.m. So make sure you're a member there for all the good fun where we get spicy. But uh, for now, just smash that like button. Let's read some Super Chats. I'm not going to spicy tonight, Tim. I've Christian. Jim Gochian says, screwing landlords over is on purpose. BlackRock can afford the losses, but oh. mom and pop landlords can't and must sell or get foreclosed on. Great reset. Well, wow, yeah, I mean, right. whether it's intentional, that is certainly bound to be one of the long-term consequences here. Miso Trash says, happy birthday, Lids. Lids. Thank you. Appreciate that. Shel Kramer says, hey, Tim Kess team, Seamus, have you seen Tolstoy's Christian anarchist argument? What do you think of the Prophet Samuel's warning against government? Um, yeah, so I'm definitely not an anarchist. I'm... I, and if I'm not mistaken, what they're referring to with the prophet Samuel is when the people asked for a king. And there are certainly arguments and there are certainly warnings that people should heed about the state and the overstepping of authority. But as I mentioned earlier, authority comes by definition from what the word means from the author, from the creator. And the ultimate author of things <laughs> is God. So as Christians, what we believe, and, and I should say as Catholics more specifically is there are rightly ordered authority structures, including civil authorities, because Scripture also says that the king does not wield the sword in vain, render unto Caesar, uh, etc. So as Christians, we do believe that there should be some uh, obedience to civil authorities as long as they're not asking you to do anything which is contrary to the faith or reason. Matthew Hammond says... And let me be clear by faith or reason. I'm saying in, in with respect to like a well-formed conscience because it's a very slippery slope to say, well, I don't agree with these reasons. Matthew Hammond says, when are we going to get a Freedom Tunes movie? Oh my goodness, I would love to do something like that. I would, I'd need to figure out the funding. What I'm trying so to do right now is get Freedom Tunes to be a more well-oiled machine so I can take on some more of these projects. So I've mentioned before we work on other projects. I have other clients, but I really want to get Freedom Tunes specifically to be more steady so I can step away and do some of these expansionist things like uh, a, a film or a television show or something like that. So one thing we need in order to do that isn't just the crowdfunding, patreon.com slash Freedom Tunes, but animators if you or anyone you know is an animator please reach out to us can i give them your jobs at, at, at well, why, why mine They're, you're hiring them. i know because i don't have an email address that i, I give to <gasps> the public we yet. can't go through extra emails all right you. fine <laughs> all right i guess so tim doesn't love me um <laughs> i'll figure out I, i'm trying to well i'm not sure where to have direct people you, because yeah. i don't have um yeah i mean just tweet at me uh that's right at seamus coglin toward actually my dms are open at seamus underscore coglin just if you or anyone you know is an animator Please reach out because we're looking to hire more people so that we can do those kinds of projects. I want to see people that have mastered Seamus's art form. Yeah. I was thinking this a couple nights ago, like, oh, yeah, I bet people are like just really good at drawing your art exactly and you could hire the, them. The, uh, I the, wish. The, the last video it's you tough. did fixing leftist memes was great. Thank you so much. I love the one where you had the mug and it's like, don't, <laughs> but I tweeted it. It said, don't confuse your Google search with my medical degree. Yep. And then you changed it to my, my DuckDuckGo search and then you changed it to don't confuse your Google search with my Google search. <laughs> that was the best one because thank that's, you. That's literally. Really what it is. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what it is 90% of the time. Well, most <clears throat> the, yes, go watch that video actually. I won't there's more to it. I won't spoil the joke. What, you know, All right, let's, let's read some more super have chats. Have crazy yeah. arms like this sometimes on your cartoon. Can you have them doing that while their arms are at their sides sometimes? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just for you. <laughs> Do it. Kendall Hurd says 
Last year, Adam said happy birthday to me. Can I get another happy birthday from the Tim Cast crew? Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, it's yeah, your happy birthday, birthday to you. Yeah, happy birthday. Big day. Birthday buddy. X-Runner says leftists make a great argument for anarcho-capitalism. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. All right. Let's see. Jake Mahaney says, can you guys improvise a Fauci v. Trump skit live, please? Also, happy birthday, Lydia. <laughs> we definitely improvise the Trump v. Fauci skit, and there will be, we will definitely the, be improvising the, more skits. Yeah, yeah so yeah. The, uh, the the Mordor one from, what was that, like last week? <laughs> yeah, that I released last week, but we did that a while ago. But it was because I was, uh, I did a Joe Biden in Mordor as a joke. We can't even get into that because that's going to be a really good video. We can't spoil that. <laughs> oh, remember, okay. what, no, I think you started, I think you started with Fauci where you're like, cast it into the flames! <laughs> you remember? And I don't know, dude, I was dying and then we're like, alright, Lord, we, we gotta do it. <laughs> we're like, we have to make this a video. I was just, yeah, just Fauci as Elrond. That's <laughs> so good. Do it, Trump! Cast it into the Wuhan wet market! Such an incredible trilogy. <laughs> All right, let's see. Okay, Spare Climber says, Hey, Tim, my girlfriend is a nurse at Banner, oh, I know Banner. and is quitting over the Vax mandate. Could you look into the situation here in AZ at all? Thanks. Absolutely love the show, guys. My girlfriend's a nurse, okay, folks? Yeah, I know Banner helps. <laughs> my girlfriend's yeah. a nurse, all right? Uh, <laughs> Close. Let's see. Uh, Call for President says, The show isn't showing up in YouTube under the TimCast channel. Huh? Pretty sure that's why there's so few viewers. Happy birthday, Lydia. Keep searching, expanding Earth, Ian. Interesting. Oh, I, I don't know about that. Did you see it on the TimCast channel? I didn't see it until two minutes before we went live. I saw and it was up for like 10 minutes? Yeah, Maybe. but see what they do is they don't show it to certain people. Mm. It's, I definitely do see it on the. But so like, but if they don't have their vaccine like, passport, if they haven't verified that they're it. vaccinated, go through YouTube won't show all, it a me. bunch of Timcast videos and click like on a bunch of them, and the YouTube algorithm will start sorting it to the top of your Maybe thing. So yeah. Peter Gunn says, "I just watched a video from Greg Foreman showing the Young Turks and Daily Beast trying to smear you. It was <laughs> pathetic. You're getting big, man. Keep it up. Yeah, these things happen. It was hilarious. I, 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 I love it when when people are like, I'm going to try and find everyone who hates you to say bad things about you. Yeah, and it's like people don't like you. It yeah, read, but it read like satire. It was crazy. <laughs> it was really bad. I was reading the article. I was like, what is this? It's like too over the top. It was like I had a Doctor Maddox segment. I had a lot of people say that it was just like hard to read because it was so it long. Was so hard. It was really long. No, I so I was like jumping around in it. I definitely it, it was very long and it was all the same garbage. But there were a few lines in there, man, that I saw that just stuck out to me that I thought were hilarious. Well, you know, it, people it was, they, they 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 try, but I don't I don't, I don't dwell on these things. Yeah, that's fair. That's because fair. The, the way I see it is like they're trying to distract you. They're, like we're on a path, and that path is expanding. It's growing. It's successful. And the last thing I need is to waste time with distractions. I get it. Good for you. We got we got to do this D and D show. The lions yeah. don't care for oh. the opinion of the sheep. And we did hire a DM. A dungeon master is here. So thank you guys so much for oh, sending and I'll me hire your, an exorcist uh, for you. your DMs. Yes. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Doctor Roller Gator says, "Happy birthday, Lydia. You're the best. Thank you. Lydia is the best. Happy I birthday. Yeah, she is. We're happy for you." Dr. Gator. Ooh, look at this. Debt collector says, hey, Tim, I just want to let you know the governor of Virginia just mandated that all state employees must show proof uh, of the vax or be forced to get tested. See, that makes no sense. Yeah. If th they're saying that there's still breakthrough cases, but if you're vaccinated, th that you don't got to get yeah, tested. Yeah, yeah. But if you're not vaccinated, you do got to get tested. It's kind of like, but you're still, you, you still have an open door. If, like if the goal is to secure a building. And you're like, people are less likely to go through this door than this door, so we're only going to watch this door. And I'm like, so eventually people yeah. will still get in the yeah. one door? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That makes no sense to me, dude. All right. Let's see. What do we got here? Gothic Extravaganza says, question for Seamus. If the debunked are so far removed from society, 
How do they receive communion? Also, happy birthday, Lydia. Oh, the debunkers? Debunkers, yeah. That's it. They have, um, so <laughs> they, they have a, a priest who will visit them on occasion who comes in. He's, he's extremely intellectual, so they will not catch the stupid from him. <laughs> I can't give you the name. He's a very famous, very intelligent priest, and he just goes and he, uh, dispenses, he distributes the, the Eucharist to them. But that's a great question, because they could not be as, uh, brilliant of debunkers if they were not in touch with Corey. Corey Cass says, with how fast you can talk, you should be an auctioneer rather than those weird ad voices. This 20 can be the first bid on whatever you're auctioning. Woo. What are we auctioning? Tickets? We do have an auction system, which is going to be launched on the website at some point. Oh, yeah. And we're going to auction off stuff. Like, we got special custom colorway shoes. Oh, yeah. That everybody who works here got a pair of, I so think. Cool. Everybody. And uh, then we've got, like, drawings that we're collecting of every, all, of all of the guests. Those and, are incredible. Yeah, they're really amazing portraits. Those we're, we're going to hold on to for a really long time. Maybe at some point we'll auction them off as like a fundraiser I love or something. Them. No one but we're also me. we're also going to be doing the, the auction system was built for uh, for tickets to the to, to the compound to hang out at our events. So there, there's going to be a handful of first come first serve for everybody who's a twenty five dollar member or more, and then there's going to be auction based because it's not like we can invite the whole world to this. It's not a public venue or anything. Yeah. So we actually are really limited in how we do it. And then there's an option for like people who don't have time to sit around refreshing, waiting for the post to appear. And then the people who pay more who are refreshing. So it's like, you know, we're bouncing it. Eamon says, happy birthday, Lydia. Mine was on the third. Yeah, we are both Leos. Seamus, love your work. My favorite video is the mostly peaceful Maxine Waters. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good stuff. God bless you. Let's see. Bwaskel. California just mandated all healthcare workers must be vaccinated as well as all hospital visitors. This may be the last straw for me staying in California. I think it's hilarious. All the people who are still in New York when I've been saying, like, get out of the cities. Now they're like, oh, no, I can't believe this is happening. And I'm like, I can absolutely believe it. And and I'll tell this. Anything that keeps a a sensible person such as this particular viewer out of California pushes them out. It's probably a good thing. I think there's a silver lining here. Okay. But just please. Well, I assume if he's watching your show, he won't. But just please don't vote the way most Californians vote when you leave California. Yes. Louis Jr. Ramos says, Tim Pool, Independent Party for President 2024. Quote, defund the police, guns for all. <laughs> yes. We should, re- you know what we do? We turn all the police departments into uh, Department of Gun Services. Oh, yeah. The buildings are already there. You've already got staff. They, many of them have had basic training with weapons. And you, you walk in and you fill out the form like, you know, this is who I am. I can prove who I am. And here I'm going to get my, first, my free gun. We got to do that. Just be, like, I know a lot of people are like, that's gun tracking. And I'm like, well, what if someone comes and gets two guns? You know, we can let them have two guns, Tim. Yeah, but we're not socialists. What's the deal, <laughs> bro? The, you know what? You don't know what his needs are. Someone goes in there and they need two guns. Just let them have two guns. If there's one thing our taxes should be funding, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Here's the thing. If, if taxes, and look, if the government was in control of distributing guns, we'd have a shortage. Yeah, so we definitely yeah. more than fine with not giving two guns. In fact, I don't think the government should give anyone a gun. Yep. CC Covey says, if legalized, a machine gun would cost you, what, four grand? You can rent a U-Haul and drive it down. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to read the rest of that one. <laughs> I knew where that was going. Yeah, yeah, nope. yeah I see where that's going. It's no good. Levi says, Ian, you made a metaphor weeks ago about the Cleveland Browns, and you're from Ohio. Are you a Browns fan? Go Browns. I used to be. It was pain. It was like masochistic, though. It was like 12 <laughs> years of loss. Terrible Browns. And it was like 22 years of loss. Sad. I thought, uh, t- what's his name? Tim Couch was going to get us there. Yeah. Barney Boyle says, what's the deal with Michael Malice-style anarchists? Um, like, real anarchists? What's the deal? I don't know. <laughs> was there more to the commentary? <laughs> no, what's the deal with Michael Malice? That's all I got. 
Ian Shizop, I can't pronounce that, says, not going to lie, I think the beanie look needs to go in the near future. What? Uh, I'm going to oh. let you guys uh, know something. Um, you know what? I do this because I want to do it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. I don't wear suits. I never did. Never wanted to. And I don't do things I don't feel like doing. And if I didn't feel like doing this show, I wouldn't do it. That's it. <clears throat> the upside is so you're like, going to look really good in wigs. What if I? But no, just but, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to. I'm going to. I just do what I feel like doing. I'm not going to change myself for any kind of norms or structures or whatever. It's if if it got to a point where like what I did wasn't effective, then I just take my van down to the river and go fishing. If people were like, or, keep the fun. beanie on, Tim, keep the beanie on, would you be like, no, I'm taking it off? No, I'd be no, like, just, I'm just going to do, do what I feel yeah, like yeah. doing. Yeah. What if I just started wearing a suit every show? You should. And then I was That's the fancy fine. one. I would like you cool, to And then exactly, and then everyone was like, "Well, this guy's wearing a suit. He must be the I most." I might start wearing headbands. And then YouTube changed the name to Seamus Cast IRL because they're like, "There must be a mistake. The guy in the suit <laughs> must be the podcast host I here." See it. Yeah. And then the Daily Beast started writing about me. They're like, "We're so sorry to actually is this guy in the suit? He's the problem." <laughs> It's not Tim. General Kale says, can't wait to see a social worker try talking down a six foot four, 300 pound man wielding a sword while he's covered in dookie. Well, how does that make you feel? Dude. I don't know. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I've said this before. The whole social worker thing, all it's going to do is create a two-tier system because the people who are calling the police for reasons that would necessitate a social worker tend or you know supposedly necessitate a social worker rather than a police officer tend to be people in higher income areas where you don't have as much of a reason to call the police because mm-hmm. there aren't dangerous people. So what do you end up with? Well, you end up with a situation where the social workers are being called in the wealthy suburbs and in the inner city, people call the police because that's where they're generally dealing with more actual emergencies. And so the funding for social workers gets diverted to the suburbs because that's where they're all going. And the funding for the police departments get diverted to the inner cities and you end up with a two tier system. The people dealing with brutality uh, and, you know, police misconduct are going to be the people in the inner cities, not the people getting the the um, the social workers. That's exactly how it's going to shake out. Is it day 512 of the of the, the lockdown? I don't know. Might be. Well, it was March. Of twenty twenty, so yes, it's it's something. It's over. It's yeah, it's it's well over a year probably. Is it five twelve? Year and a half. I I think five twelve sounds about right. Yeah, I I thought it was fifteen days. Oh, but then it's been a really long fifteen days. Yeah. Yeah. Dorsey Woods says, "So I'm going to take your guns and police, then continue to spend thousands on personal security because my life is more valuable than that of you peasants." Yes. Happy birthday, Lids. Tim, look for me in your pitches emails. Very cool. That's basically what they do. Yep. Bynan Lee says, Tim, I work for a large gun manufacturer and we are understaffed and overworked trying to fill demands for handguns. Wow. Some lines have been working 60 hours a week plus oh. optional weekends. Oh, wow. Man, crazy. That's crazy, yo. Well, All if, right, if, it's any, if it's any consolation to the incredibly difficult schedule, you are doing very important work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ryan Wales says we should ban all people with the last names Bush from holding public office. What a beautiful <laughs> world it would be. Please okay, that's clap. Last. Yes. Please clap. <laughs> it, yeah. Jeb, exclamation point. Nate Parrott says, dude, Ian, yes, the U.S. isn't invaded because there's a gun behind every blade of grass. Yeah, yeah. If we could arm everyone. P.S. I had to pull off to the side of the road and park to send this. Happy belated <laughs> birthday, Liz. Awesome. Thanks oh, for being yeah. safe. I be like careful. That. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. 
Braden T says, if a bad guy flees the U.S. into Canada, different police forces with different laws and tactics come together to work out a solution. Why couldn't private security agencies do the same? Dave Smith, 2024. Yeah, I was going to. They could, but that's not what I said. If if little Johnny from Hillside, Mm -hmm. where they pay the Hillside security, Mm -hmm. goes into Valleyside and steals the, 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 the amulet of... Uh, uh, Gicks. Of Gicks. There you go. <laughs> sure. Is that a real thing from I something? Know. I think it's from Baldur's Gate. Oh, okay. And it's, it's, it's worth five grand. And he goes to this town. And then the Valley Side police come over saying, he's got our thing. The Hillside police are sworn and paid to protect the residents of Hillside. And they're going to be like, we don't know. We don't care. These This family pays us. Not only that, the family of the kid can be like, we're paying you. Protect us from these people. They're lying. Mm. So cooperation would be difficult because of competing financial interests. The thing about the United States and Canada is that the governments have treaties and they don't care about you as a peasant. The issue is when Hillside Security is a small entity that operates only in this one place, it, without the without the support of the people, they don't exist. Hmm. So they could cooperate, absolutely. Yeah. But it's 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 basically when you know there's there's two groups. I've seen it over and over and over again. The the, the leftists complain all day and night about how cops aren't held accountable, but then they say snitches get stitches. Yep. Bro, if you're telling people yep. not to rat anybody out, why do you why do you complain when cops don't do it? That's mm-hmm. exactly the ideology you're espousing. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Amen. Okay, let's see. Thousand Foot Deep End says, Ian's correct. My former HPD sergeant aunt said domestic disturbance calls are the most dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yesterday in my hometown, a cop was shot multiple times while responding to one. Wow. The officer survived and the suspect was arrested today. Oh, You're good. going into their house, which is also very threatening to them, you know, and they're already heightened and enraged. Yeah. So it's a really crazy. Stoker Royalet says, I've gotten out of more tickets by being respectful. Dome lights on, glove boxes open, hands on steering wheel. AA book and Bible on passenger seat. Pictures of my kids on Dash. Happy birthday, Lydia. Mm-hmm. I got you something real nice. I don't think you should open your glove box, but I'm not sure how the rules work on that one. I've, I've heard stories where if you open your glove box, you're, 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 um, consenting to a search or oh, something like that. An entire car search. Yep. Uh, really? That's yeah. Crazy. I've, I've heard, I've heard I've that. I've never heard that. I think that maybe though, if they ask you to open your glove box and you comply, mm. then they say he agreed to let the car be searched. And then they can broadly search your car. I don't know if that's true. It's actually really crazy because I think the exclusionary rule means like the cop can't even look in the window. Hmm. Like there was a, there was a, st- a story in Chicago, something about where the, where the cop pulled somebody over and then looked through the window and saw something. And they were like, you can't do that because you weren't you didn't have the right to search the vehicle. Oh, OK. Fourth but the co- you, you, know, you know what cops do? They pull you over and they go, hey, sir's like, yes. I smell pot out of the car. Dude. It's like, dude, I hit a skunk a mile back is ridiculous. No. But no, it's it's insane that you could just because how can you prove that later? Well, why'd you search his car? I smelled weed. Yeah. Okay. You don't need any proof for that. That's so funny. I had a cop do that to me. I was getting home late because I do post production after the show. He pulled me over because I rolled a stop sign. He followed me to my house. It's great. And he's like, Have you been drinking? And he was like, Have you been drinking? And I was like, No, I was at work. Like I literally just left work like half an hour ago and he's like Okay. I was like, what the heck? I didn't realize that was the thing they did until that last Well, asking over. you if you've been drinking is different from saying, yeah, I smell pot, get out of your car. Pot, I, yeah. I had a cop pull me over and then walk up to the car and say, good, good. He's like, he's like, good evening, sir. It's a, oh, whoa, whoa. I smell marijuana. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> Are you kidding, dude? I don't smoke. You don't. And he was like, out of the vehicle. And then I was yes. like, excuse me. He said, out of the vehicle now. And I was like, mm, got out of the vehicle. And then it's a long story. I, I told it before. But yeah, they, that happens. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, that's, that's horrible. Christopher Knowles says, used to be very liberal. Took a World Wars history class in college and changed over a quarter. Wow. Ignorance goes a long way. Corporate media is America's platonic, uh, platonic cave. Hmm. Shout out to M. Harris's book. 
Cow Pigs, Wars, and Witches. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Let's see what we got. Flick Store Entertainment says, Tim, the Small Business Administration gives grants to business owners, but people don't know what they are doing. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. get that. But I'm saying, like, it's better than UBI. Limited, one time, here's your opportunity, and then you get nothing to complain about. Well, I tried to start my business and failed. Okay, well, you had your opportunity. No talent was lost. And maybe later in life, you'll get more wisdom and skill and talent, and then you'll succeed. But, you know, we give people a chance, I guess. Ginger Vitus says, do you notice Saki keeps saying carrot or stick? They're using phrases treating us like animals. This originates from Churchill talking about Nazis. Oof. Carrot and stick? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Ham uh, Zinka says, in a true UBI system... We would all be paid the same regardless of employment or not. Those who don't work survive in poverty. Those who do are rich, having both the UBI income and the employment business income. And then many of those people who receive the UBI, instead of spending it on rent or food, spend it on ho-hos, Twinkies, or drugs. And then we say, we have a crisis of people spending yes. their money improperly. Yes, exactly. I mean, I can imagine it occurring where people are spending this money either on ho-hos, Twinkies, things that are not good for public health, so to speak, or on things that the media could say are bigoted or offensive. Maybe they're supporting alternative media outlets with their money the way some people did with their stimulus checks. And then it, I think it starts to become a matter of, well, do we need to examine and give people UBI like on the basis of some kind of social credit score? I mean, again, that's extremely hypothetical, but I think it's within the realm of possibility. Once the government starts giving you money, it's not as if there are never strings attached to that. Mm-hmm. Bug HQ says supply prices up 30%, labor rates up 50%. This war on small business is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. When I try to talk to people about it, all I hear is crickets, mm-hmm. much like you'd get when you buy from Bug HQ. Did I do it right, Mr. <laughs> Michael Knowles? <laughs> Happy birthday, Lids. Bug yeah. HQ, we could use some crickets, throw them to the chickens. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a couple chicken babies hatching soon. Oh. We had some rotten eggs, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. There's rough. bacteria in the egg, I guess. They go bad. Oh. That's tough. Yeah. And they were, they were, it's a couple rough. weeks. Like, they were getting ready to hatch, too, and had to pull them out. Boo. But uh, I think we may have still five, you know, right. growing and, and maybe going to hatch soon. It's not easy. That's why they lay so many eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's carry on, my good friends. I don't know what that t- uh, super chat is in reference to. Um, John Smith says, in Starship Troopers, the Federation emerged naturally during a time of great chaos where veterans began de- banding together to stop looting and rioting. Huh. Interesting. That sounds good. Seriously, JK says, I think you're all forgetting about free enterprise in the U.S. Decentralization will catapult the exponential increase in economic productivity, creating a national black market for counterfeit vaccine passports. Defund mm. my brain. Mm. Yeah, that's um, illegal, though. Interestingly, talk to, talk to your lawyer about. <laughs> no, I mean you should. But my yeah, understanding sure. is it's only illegal if you forge the CDC logo. Oh. But with like, I guess with the the, uh, I don't know if that would apply to the uh, mobile apps they do. Yeah, I really think some hacker is going to come up with a thing oh, that, like for it's, it's going to sure. be you know. All right, let's see. Kevin Brady says, I quit my welding job to be a filmmaker full-time after three years of working about 80 hours plus a week. I just negotiated a part-time marketing job at my former employer. You can do it without college. In fact, I recommend you do it without college. Good for him. him. Honestly, I love hearing that. Someone, you know, like somebody going after it. I like it. That's a risk and good for him. I like it for you, actually, dude. That's yes, because follow it. But 
this has been on my mind a lot. I feel like the United States has become a country of artists and like writers. For sure. Like, so, so I think there's definitely been an argument to be made that welders are more important than filmmakers, but we have a lot of filmmakers right now putting out horrible ideas and we need people producing media that's going to represent positive values. And also, if it is really the case that he was more productive and valuable for society as a welder, he's not going to make money making films. Well, and he'll go back to welding. But I think it's good for him that he's trying it. But like, I really do. What's happened? Because he doesn't want to look back on his life and think, what if? What if I could have done this? Right. What it's, if I could have contributed something different that I would be more passionate yeah. about contributing? And I never did. So good for this guy. It's my, I think it's more fun to create art. But like what we have is a, is a country of like people making movies and then talking about it and complaining about it. And then people <laughs> writing stories about how people yes. are complaining about it. And then writing stories yeah. about them. And like we're all making money as we do it, which yeah. is this this fairy tale fiat worthless thing that we think is like numbers in a bank account. Like what's the real value? The food's being imported. The gasoline's being imported. Like, so I think there is value to the arts. What happens is when there is an economy, which is robust and well functioning enough for there to be a lot of excess wealth, then there are people who can do things like be political commentators or create movies or television shows, the things that don't directly increase the supply of basic necessities. Mm. And so I think you're right that an economy can become lopsided at some point, but that's basically just what bubbles are. And so if there's a bubble there, it'll pop. I would say, again, I really want to continue to affirm this guy because if the filmmaking thing doesn't work out, he has a very valuable skill. Yeah. He's not ever going to have trouble getting a job as a welder. Though I have said I would stop making predictions about the future given the past couple of years, so maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe we just have this excess of welders at some point, and, and he should stick to to uh, filmmaking even if it hasn't quite panned out. Just but. think about how great it's going to be when we're a nation of nothing but musicians and filmmakers. It's going to be fantastic. Everyone's going to be a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Exactly. Everyone's starting a podcast. Mm. Oh, well, so, yeah. yeah. Well, so this is the, exactly, and this is the problem. When you have something like UBI, it allows for a gargantuan bubble the likes of which could never occur in a freer market. Vosh here's, actually here's said form. that we should print quadrillions of dollars to pay for that. Did you hear him say that? It was what? really quick and quiet. He said it as we were all talking, and no one, we didn't really go into it, but I was like, I want to pick his brain on that. What? Like, how? Print what? quadrillions of dollars? And yeah, because we were like, we have, we've printed 20 million dollars. Venezuela like, just slashed six zeros off their currency. Maybe he was joking, Did he but he say said that? it really he quiet. Been, he might have been joking. He could have been joking. Yeah. You could have misheard. But he was saying in defense of UBI, it was like, print quadrillions. I don't, I don't know. I would. I'd like to ask him. So the money is worth what, nothing. That's what would tend. That was what would happen. Welcome the, to Venezuela. The dollar would lose value. Well, so and again, even people who are proponents of this MMT fantasy will tell you that in order for inflation not to occur when you're injecting copious amounts of currency into the economy, you have to have a very productive economy and you need to reach full employment, basically. And right now, we have just printed an insane amount of money after shutting the economy down for months yep. at a time. So let's see Massive how that works shortages. out. E again, even the people who have all these fantasies about us being able to print whatever money we want under an MMT structure uh, could look at something like this and say, not going to be great for the value of our dollar. The survival prepper says, keep preaching preparedness, Tim. Our financial supply chain and governmental issues may seem small should the House Foreign Affairs Committee minority staff report about China and the origins of COVID. Mm -hmm. Preparedness now is insurance for the future. It absolutely is. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mm -hmm. mean, uh, I think people who don't have some level of just like emergency supplies are just arrogant and stupid. Amen. Especially in cities of all places. Yeah. 
man, escape from New York, but I don't think I should have a first aid kit, water or food. It's like, I'm not telling you to stock up and fill up an underground bunker with 30 years of beans, dude. Yeah. I'm talking about like, what are you going to eat when it rains? Yeah. A hurricane. Seriously. Hurricane knocked out power in New York for a couple of weeks. It was hard to get stuff. Mm -hmm. What did you eat? Like you, yeah. we're not saying you have to though. I actually wouldn't advise against this, but no one's saying, you know, get, get months or years of emergency supply food though. Actually, I, I, I would recommend that, but it can even just be a couple weeks. It can really, it can really just be a couple weeks worth of emergency supply food. And let me add the caveat. If you have the financial means where you're capable of doing so without compromising having your short term needs met, you should get months worth of uh, emergency supply food because it literally cannot hurt you right. to have it. Um, but yeah, it can even just be like, Four weeks worth of emergency supply food. I just, I don't understand how anyone could be against that. There are people who will scoff at that idea of being, you know, prepared with emergency food. And I just, the, the smooth brain thinking there to me is just unbelievable. Delhi Opla says Ian doesn't know what he's talking about. The lockdowns in Australia are nowhere near as strict as what they had in CA and New York. Not even close. Hmm. Yeah. New York had checkpoints. Yeah. Like you, you couldn't even enter certain places. Are, are people getting dragged out of their houses in, in Australia? Uh, I don't know if they're getting dragged out of their houses. They get dragged out of their house just like 10 months forth. ago for a Facebook post or something. I, that I think was in the UK. Isn't, isn't that considered part of the UK Commonwealth? I mean, technically, but come on, they're different countries. Uh, are you sure it wasn't Australia? Remember that woman screaming there, and they there were was like, a, there was a woman who was like, had a, ma- had a mask exemption. Was, yeah. I thought people were getting like, dragged out of their houses in, in Australia. If I'm wrong about that, I apologize. Yeah. I know in, I think in Canada and, and the UK that happened. Canada. Yeah, Canada, Canada had a yeah. rough too right now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's just grab one more. Let's see what we got here. Um, we'll just, uh, we'll wrap up on this last one. Destiny Pratt says, happy birthday, Lids. Mine's in two days. Thank you. Oh, happy birthday. There you go. All right, everybody. Follow us at TimCast IRL. Basically everywhere you can follow me personally at TimCast. Go to TimCast.com because we will have a bonus members podcast coming up around 11 or so p.m. And, uh, you know, sign up, help support our journalism. You'll get an ad free experience as well. And the mainstream media is clearly angry at the success and expansion of our site. That's right. We're going to be launching a nonprofit. So I'm, I'm talking with some lawyers about this, like proper formation. We're going to create a separate entity, which is going to be independent. And we're going to hire fact checkers. And the goal is to fact check articles as well as take a random sampling from different news organizations and then run those articles against the SBJ. Uh, so these are like the standard journalistic ethics. And then if they don't label opinion, if there's factual inaccuracies, if they don't uh, 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 address conflicts of, uh, of interest, if they don't announce corrections and we can see manipulations to the article, these will get an X. Then we'll do a random sampling of 100 articles from the past three months. And then we'll say X out of 100 are good. So you might see some, you know, clickbait leftist site getting a 30 out of 100, some conservative site getting a 30 out of 100. The New York Times, I think, would probably be like a 60 out of 100. Huffington Post would probably be a zero. I mean that literally because I think it's all opinion and unlabeled. You can't put up an article that is opinion and, and not say it's opinion. And a lot of these, uh, like, websites do this. So Daily Beast and yeah. Slate and Salon, yeah. they, they probably all be zeros just across the board. Uh, Daily Wire says it's an opinion, conservative, you know, and, and commentary, but you know, we'll see as well because they might actually get a zero too. We'll see. Um, but, uh, Seamus, do you want to mention anything? Yeah. So just, uh, check me out. YouTube.com slash freedom tunes. That's T O O N S. We're going to be releasing a cartoon tomorrow with Dr. Fauci in it. It's going to be pretty funny. Also, if you are an animator looking for work at Seamus Coglin on Twitter, that's S E A M U S underscore C O U G H L I N. 
really easy to spell. Seamless coffee. If you want to just check out, it should be in the the link. It should be in the description mm-hmm. of this uh, podcast. Indeed but just reach out to me. Um, we're looking to bring people on the team for Freedom Tunes and also other projects because I, I've mentioned my my business is expanding. So. Great Reach news. out. Thank you. Yeah. Always a pleasure to have you here, Seamus. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. Uh, Tim, Lydia, thanks yeah, for yeah, thanks yeah. for coming. Lydia, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy great, birthday, great Lids. Follow me at Ian Crossland on the internet. I would love to see on you. On the thank internet. You. Yeah. Follow Ian on the internet. Thank you guys so much for helping me celebrate my birthday. I think I've worked every birthday of the last 10 years, and this is the most special I felt on my birthday. You guys are more than welcome to follow me on Twitter at Sarah Patch Lids. I am closing in on Sarah Patch Kids. I think I'm 10K away, so let's do it. Let's get her that birthday. But guys, let's get her that birthday present of 10K? beating sour patch Let's kids can go. we go over there and like nah, lydia's twitter so. can we get can we give her a follow let's do it yeah sure right, everybody do, do it see what we can do thanks Seamus. you're welcome Happy we birthday. will see you all at timcast.com thanks for hanging out bye guys okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.